We are here to do the damn thing again. I guess we should start it with the trigger warning. And that's all you get. Welcome to the Sofa Chronicles. What is that face for? <laughs> really? Already. You got to give them a little bit of a warning. Okay, warning. People that are sensitive might not like some of the things that we talk about. There you go. Well, it's not like I'm here to protect other people's feelings. No, but if you give a warning, you got to warn what the warning's for. Okay, warning. If you're sensitive, you probably shouldn't fucking listen to this one. No problem. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You're so damn good looking. Oh, stop it. Look at it's you. It's because my beard is covering the ugly part of my face. All of there it. There is no ugly part of your face. Nowhere. Because y'all beautiful. In the dark. In the light. Everybody's beautiful in the dark. You're beautiful. Yeah. It's true. Oh, I you gotta do the thing. saw your face. You gotta do the thing. In a crowded place. You gotta do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful Jacob Giles. 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 <laughs> a minute 17. <laughs> a minute 17. <sighs> After all that fuckery. A minute and 17. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Sofa Chronicles today. Gotta do the thing. We gotta do the thing. As always, the beautiful Jacob Giles is here. Perfect hey. attendance on the show. I, I try. So far, you're a perfect attendance for this year. It's only the second time we've done this. We have a Bonnie here. She's letting us know that she doesn't approve of being in the kennel, but we can't trust her around wires. Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. And back again from the land of Mississippi, the great and powerful Daniel Tate is here live on the show. A leaner and meaner Daniel Tate is here on the show. You look good, buddy. How the hell are you? I'm well. Thank you, sir. The landmass between New Orleans and Alabama. What? Mississippi referred to as the land bass oh. between New Orleans and Alabama. Well, ah, um, uh, uh, Bonnie. No, she's biting her kennel. I saw. Oh, sorry. I was getting ready to get on her. Sorry, I'm 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 really nervous about the audio now, just because of what happened last week with Allie Taylor, but uh, which was goddamn that was so much fun. Four and a half hours, bro. It's a long one. Yeah, it's a good one. What did our guests say about that? Allie, no. Daniel. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought that he was referring to the time of how long the show was because I had a text that I misread. You know what? I'm going to go to the text now because I misread it. Let me see. Daniel Tate. Here we are. Um, yeah, so I, I misread it. He asked me, is there a goddamn it clock on the show? Oh, he did <laughs> send a follow. When you get stuck, you say goddamn it and your podcast partner says how long. Oh, yeah. Okay, my bad. <laughs> So I thought he was referring to the show being four and a half hours long, and I read it as, is there not a goddamn clock on the show? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you meant. Yeah, it's oh. close enough. So I apologize for that, Mr. Tate. How are you, sir? What's I'm what's going on? Good, man. I'm great. I'm feeling good. Back, you came all the way here back to on say the that? couch, man. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm let him couch. speak his words. I want him to say whatever he wants to say. Judge. As long as it's not words that white I, people can't say, he can say whatever he wants. Oh, well, I won't do that. We appreciate it. 
Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't in the plan. Yeah, well, good. Yeah. I didn't know what the plan was, but I figured that was part of it. Did we yeah. ever have a plan for this? Yeah, so I we, didn't. We plan to record on a certain time on a certain day. Well, I was talking about what we actually talk about, but you are correct. Well, I appreciate that. you moving up a day for me. No, man, not at all. It's not not a, big a big deal, deal at all. Mm-mm. We were, we were considering. Well, we weren't considering. Jake <laughs> didn't know, but we were considering bumping it back so you could squeeze in some more stuff while you were here. Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, they have to leave. At the anus of dawn tomorrow. Yeah. So that's that's how that goes. Got kids that got to get home and getting ready for school and work and life. Life, and man. All the life all stuff. All the life stuff. He's got a wife that's kind of kicking ass right now with the bar. If you're in the if you're in the northern Mississippi area and looking for a good place to go to yes. exercise and Pilates and hot girl workouts. Yoga. And, Yoga and all TRX. those kinds of TRX, man. Just go to the bar. Yeah. Find the bar on the socials. For sure, check Erin out. She coaches now. Erin Tate, who she is, is now also certified a certified personal, personal trainer. trainer. Nice. Oh yeah. She's got her, she's got it on her Instagram parentheses oh, N A S M C P T. As she should. Good for her. National Association of Sports Medicine Certified Personal Trainer. Thank you for saying what that was, because I had no idea. I think that's what that is. Yeah, that's, yeah. exactly. Look at you yeah. with words. I'm not dumb all the time. That's why you're the host. That is why you're the host. Wait, but why am I the host? We are we are co-hosts. The co-hosts, yeah. Yeah, right now you're the host because you said a lot of big words. I'm real proud of you that you didn't fumble through. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I saponificated the words and... It took you five, almost six minutes to throw that in there. I'm well, it didn't take you. me six minutes. I could have started with the word saponification, but I didn't. Like, you said you had to figure out how to put it in the sentence. Mm-hmm. So Supon- you- saying the word I saponificated is a sentence. Even though I don't know if that's a word. I mean, they put bling in the dictionary. So. They did. I'm sure it is. Well, it is now. What's the definition of a word? <clears throat> I don't know. Yes. That's a great question. It doesn't have to be in the dictionary to be a word. It does not. Mm. There's words that are just clicks. No, nothing. What? what? Are you doing? I'm I'm reassuring somebody. Hmm. Reciprocity necessary. Who for put the alphabet in alphabetical order? Alpha. Mm. On a bet. The alpha. Did it. <laughs> Mr. Tate, did you know if you lost your thumb, you would also lose your middle finger? If you lost your thumb. Mm-hmm. If you lost your thumb, you'd also lose the middle finger. Right. Yeah. It wouldn't be in the middle anymore. See? He got it. Don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you that he understood. Yeah, I understood it the other night too, but I was really curious what your explanation was going to be. Oh, I didn't have one. I just read it. I wanted to come tell you. And then you fucked it up. How did I fuck it up? No, you didn't fuck it up. You fucked up the what? What was it? I came to tell you, and you already knew. What if the what if the letters E is silent and B? Yeah, yeah. And, and then you just kind of then you just kind of was like, oh, they are. And well, it just killed me. That killed my dreams, all my hopes and aspirations. I don't know if it's silent, but it's definitely supporting the B. So it's there. That's that's when you have to say it like Bill Cosby. Bees. 
I'm just saying if you take one of it and you flip it to the other side, you actually have a B. Because the E's would be wings. That'd be E.B. Let's <laughs> talk about it in a drawing, dick. The way it would be written. Oh, I know. I'm, I, this is where I'm dumb. Because I don't get that. Okay. The bumblebee. Yeah. I'm dumb. I am potato. Right now, I am as well. <clears throat> it's okay. Feeling great, though. It's good. Feel fantastic. Feel pretty good myself. So, Mr. Tate, Mr. Odom over here was saying you started doing some cold plunges a while back. What uh, mm. what got you started doing the cold plunges? I thought you didn't like it. Didn't like it. I probably didn't like it at the beginning. I did one with Tyler Davis when I was visit, came through visiting. Two-time right. world champ. Anyway. Yeah. Shout out, Tyler. Strong crew. Yeah. And we did it like right after the workout at AMP. It was hot. It was hot. Yeah. Um, so that was enjoyable. And then we did them during the summer after the workouts just as a way to cool down right. the house. But then y'all were talking about it on the podcast, and I've heard about it on other other podcasts as well. But I was like listening to him say something about I really need to get back into doing it. I was like, Well, I guess I need to start. Mm-hmm. So we drug the tub around to the back, filled it up with water, let it sit out there one night when it was really cold and started doing it every morning i did start with cold showers though before i started doing that right when he got me to do it the first time i did not start i didn't ease into it no he just went in he went full potato yeah well that's how, <clears throat> that's how i was do what you do can things. i guess i started with it was certain during the summer I, did i get how much ice did i get i don't know uh at one point you were up to four bags well when i was doing it like just for me at the house during the summer when it was still cheap at bucky's i was getting 120 pounds yeah, so that would be six. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think I had that much here because I knew you were going to get in it after yeah. me. As I said, you're getting up to four bags. Sometimes you get six, but most of the time you just, you just have four. Yeah, well, ice is fucking expensive now and it's it stupid. Is. Yeah, like up here, I think it's 250 to 275 a bag. Yeah. I think it could still be 225. It's been a while since I got ice right there. Well, when I was doing it during, when I was doing it at Bucky's, getting ice at Bucky's, you know, they had 20 pound bags for 99 fucking cents. So 120 pounds of ice was $7. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. Now it's what, 12, 13, $14? Yeah, it's $13. Which at the time when I was doing ice baths, like when I was first getting into all that, the money that I would have been spending on Copenhagen, I spent it on ice. I so, don't think there's a better way to wake up in the morning now. Uh, I haven't done one like first thing in the morning. Well, I have the day that, that y'all called me out. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the first time I'd done one first thing in the morning. I usually do them at night. Like, that's usually like one of the last things I do to end my day. Yeah. It wakes me up. But I sleep so much better. Boom. Awake now. Mm. My body just knows that when we're getting in the ice bath, like, this is the last thing we're doing during the day. Yeah. You just feel everything just let go. And boy, it was a cold bitch out there last night with that wind blowing. Yeah, that wind will get you. That wind was whipping. It'll make you wonder if you really want to stay in there. How long did you stay in last night? I did 20 minutes, just like I do every time. Okay. Always. I didn't know. No, I'm just saying, like, I I didn't know that I was doing it wrong until I was like a year and a half into doing it. Yeah, too bad you're doing it wrong the whole time. 
Well, yeah, like three minutes, like 11 minutes, like what is 11, 12 minutes a week is optimal for an ice bath. That's what I've read. And I was getting in like 20 well, minutes a day. It depends on the purpose too for like why you're getting in the bath. Like if you're getting in for your uh, immune response to it, or if you're just doing it for athletic recovery, there can be different strategies for different purposes. Well, I had, like, I just kind of, because I wanted it for the the recovery benefits. I wanted it for the immune system benefits, for cardiovascular and pulmonary and digestive and neurological and physiological. Like, I just, that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, I think I, think I told you all last night, but how I ended up doing 20 minutes is, I would get in the ice bath and I watch on my Apple watch. Like I record a workout, but I do usually do like a mind and body or something like that. I don't think it just, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is of how it tracks what calories on whatever, but I don't really care. Cause I'm more interested in watching my heart rate. Cause I want to yeah. see how low I can get my heart rate. Right. I can tell how, how stressed or how anxious I was during the day by how low I can get my heart rate in the, in the ice bath. Like I could only get to like 64 last night. Which, mm-hmm. which I guess, because I was like for a little while yesterday, <laughs> just going back and forth with doctors. You know, I talked to my urologist yesterday about testosterone. I talked to, I was on the phone with Damian Norris for like a half hour yesterday talking about some stuff. I had to go get my results for my MRI mm-hmm. and all that good stuff, which I was anxious as shit going to that because I was just convinced that they were like, oh yeah, you're fucked. We want to do surgery like tomorrow. So that was the, where the main source of my anxiety came from. But anyway, I did 20 minutes because I wanted to burn 100 calories. Like I wanted to sit in there till I had, because you've got active calories and you just got calories, period. Like it shows you how many calories it just takes to exist. And mm-hmm. it'll show like how many calories of that you're burning. Right. That's how I understand how it counts on the watch. So I would sit there until it got to 100 calories which was usually around the 20 minute mark. Yeah. So that's why I just I just do 20 minutes now. I've stayed in longer. Like I did a 30 minute one one day. Oh my god, I was crawling to my house that day. Mm. That was that was that was too much. Like I could not get warm after that. Yeah. Like I might have that that was probably dumb. Have you Googled how long a human can survive at that temperature for that long? No, but I don't know what the temperature was of the water either. And I had been doing them for quite some time up to that point. So I got cocky. Yeah. I was like, I could probably do more than 20 minutes. Well, hypothermia is a real thing that can kill you. Yeah. 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 Like I, like I was standing in the shower, like just, just scalding hot water. I could not get warm. I was like, you know what? This was dumb. This was, this was not the way to go. Yeah, there, there, there are some people that talk about it. I know I've heard it on other podcasts where they do these cold plunges down to you know, ridiculously cold, raging rivers of cold water swirling around. That's pretty tough stuff. I haven't done that yet. That sounds like it would be painful. Yeah, I really wish that we could have gone down to the Gulf today and gotten the gotten the ocean water. I googled how far it was to the nearest public beach. I got that close to actually leaving, and then. My my beautiful wife conned me into staying by her side longer today, and that wasn't too hard for her to do. Yeah, cold water by myself or hang out there with her—it was just too tempting to stay. Mm. I get that. Yeah. It's cool. 
It's understandable. For sure. But I was promised a shot at a cold plunge tonight at the end of the day, which will be a new approach for me. So I generally do it in the morning. It's kind of a mental challenge. It was started that way. It's like, okay, can I wake up from my warm bed, turn on the cold shower, and get in it for a minute? And then get out of it and go for a walk and come back and do all my morning stuff, then take a shower and go to work. That's my became my morning routine when I started the cold showers. And then I was like, okay, can I go two minutes, three minutes? Mm-hmm. Just and it varies though because the cold water coming out of the tap, you know, the tap is subject to the outside temperature. So when it's super cold outside, my water tap, you know, my cold side is pretty cold, right? But when it's warm outside the sixty, then it's pretty warm. So it's hit or miss with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's why having the tub outside at the mercy of the elements yeah, is and then, amazing. And then you get warm bed, you know, you just woke up, so maybe it's a little cold in the in the house in the morning, and you're going to go get in a cold shower at the same time. But that was kind of my thing is it's hard to do the challenge to myself, and it's going to make me feel like I'm tougher, I guess, a little bit more able to do hard things. Right. If I can get through that in the morning, then I can get through whatever else I might have to get through. Well, there is some there is some legitimacy to that. Like you start your day with something that sucks. Yeah. Then things that may have generally been more difficult throughout the day get come up or just kind of like, ah, oh, all right. Well, you know, we've got this. We're gonna take this approach and then we're gonna be we're gonna be done with that. We're gonna go on to the next thing. Like starting your day, like like yeah. starting your day with a hard workout or just going going like jumping in an ice bath or going for a run or something like that. There's a lot of a lot of legitimacy to that. I know that I when I've started my days with like, like pretty hard workouts, pretty heavy workouts, like the rest of the day, I feel so much better. Like there's no, like there's not a lot that can bring me down at that point. Your confidence goes up. And I use that time in the morning, that walk right after the, to go to set my intentions for the day. So if, if I'm going to try to focus on being more patient with certain people or certain situations that I know I'm going to have to deal with. And I use that time to kind of get my mind ready. So if I, I feel like in that cold shower in that cold plunge or whatever, then that moment I may put on the music that I want to hear. Like that's the kind of vibe I want to have for the day. My right. approach, I want to attack the day with this mindset and then anything that kind of get, tries to get me off that mindset. I'm like, okay, I just get back on this mindset because I've already intended to set it that way. You right. know, one of the things that I listen to that just kind of helps me just, get back down to zero, but I had to be careful at what point of the day I listen to it. Cause it fires me the fuck up too. Um, is good by Jocko. Have you ever heard that? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, listen, like listening to that while I'm in the ice bath, dude, I'm ready to pull the fucking moon out of the that, sky. That's doing your own cognitive behavioral therapy instead yeah, of like so. somebody conditioning you by, you know, doing you're like, okay, you're setting that intention. You're doing something that's shocking to your system. You're like, okay. And I'm associating it with this, emotion or this intention whatever it is like i'm gonna love my family and be more present or i'm gonna train hard in my workout today whatever it is that you're fired up about that you're mm-hmm. wanting to do that then it's like okay and yeah. then you get the health benefits associated with it the exhilaration of that when you get out of the tub you feel great like your mind is you're fresh and ready to go yeah at least that's my reasons. experience so y'all have great reasons i don't i was just a monkey see monkey do well, I'm telling you, you will get good out of it. I understand that. I'm just saying, I didn't start doing the ice baths just because, like, oh, yeah, there's health benefits. I was like, oh, just curious. You you were doing it already. And then after that, it was just, all right, well, if he can do it for that long, I'll try to do it at least half that to get started. Yeah. And I, I didn't. 
Well, it's okay. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, the first time I did it, I was in as long as you, and I didn't I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't half that. You going to do you one feel? with us tonight? Huh? You going to do one with us tonight? Yeah. Hell yeah. Awesome, awesome. How long did you, how did you feel when you got out the first time? Like, your first experience, um, how did you feel? Overall, like, temperature-wise, I, I was felt terrible. Because I was nice and warm when I got in, and then when I got out, terrible. But as it... As it extended into the night and started warming up, like I could feel that my body was feeling better. It felt like it it was necessary to have that happen. Mm. So overall, it felt good. You know, something I didn't think of until just now that I want to research for you is if that if doing cold plunges regularly would have a benefit for someone that's had Epsom Bar virus. Its temperature gauge is so fucked up that I wonder if that would kind of help re realign your your body's temperature gauge. Well, the temperature gauge isn't bad. It's I don't regulate heat very well. Cold that's what I'm talking about. That's the, well, it's a fucked up temperature gauge. Like, yeah, like you can go to one extreme and not the other, but your body should be able to go back and forth. Yeah, I get what you're saying now. I was going to say the way I feel, I can handle cold better. I can hot. Mm-hmm. I used to not be able to handle cold this this good. Like if it got down to 50s, I was miserable. Now, now if it's 30 degrees outside, there's plenty of times that he's seen me just go outside in shorts and tennis shoes. I was fine. Which that is a form of cold exposure. Yeah, but it shouldn't be like that and then not shivering, not having an issue. And it was only when there was no wind cutting. Like when the wind cut, I obviously I have a terrible time. Yeah. But if it's just an easy night, no wind, maybe a little bit, um, yeah, I'm outside in shorts, shirt, maybe some sleeves like this, but I won't have on pants. I'll just shorts. Yeah, it's shoes. a totally different approach in the evening from than what I do. It's a different my mindset's a different approach. Yeah. You know, it's just totally like you're looking at it as a relaxing finish to the end of your day. <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta get in this cold ass water. So I'm like deep breath, get in, you know, and, and then it like wake up, poof. And that's like it helps me. And so that's what I use. It. Well, I think I'm gonna start because I, I, something else I need to research is how much is too much. Because <clears throat> I want to, because I've thought about doing it in the mornings like y'all do. Like, because I get, I'm usually up at like 4 30 in the morning. And that's when I cook all my food for the day. It's just my me time, my alone yeah. time, my right. quiet time. I usually don't have anything going in here making noise with that. And I know he's asleep and I don't want to bother him. Yeah. And he's got a dog that, that barks when the wind changes direction. And I don't, I don't want to do that to him either. Yeah. I normally got her in there with me, so it's not that big of a deal. Well, Bonnie bumped her head on the cabinet earlier, and she started barking at her. When? Well, this was earlier today before I came. and Was she in there, or was she with me? She was in there. Well, that's probably why. Whenever I have her in with me, and we're sleeping, nothing's going to bother her. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway. Um, but that's my, just like the, my me time in the morning. And, you know, I get... I prepare myself for what I got to do. I cook all my food. I get my lunch packed up and I get whatever else I want to do squared away. So I've thought about, you know, not maybe not doing a 20 minute one, like doing like two or three minutes in the morning. Oh yeah. I didn't mention this earlier, but my buddy Jack did them, does them the same kind of way. Jack Chouse. He, uh, puts his tub out there and I, you know, ice bath, he does five minutes. And another thing about him, he'll never talk about it. He just does yeah. it. Been doing it for ages. Yeah. He just doesn't do it in the summer when it's too hot and the water ain't cold enough to do it. Well, that's when like, we got to go back to getting yeah. ice. But that's hopefully before the summer gets gets kicked off, we'll have we'll have a an actual cold system made 
either that or I'm hoping to get a deep freeze and we just go buy bags of ice and let it sit in there until summer comes along. Yeah. I tried freezing water bottles and it just didn't really work out the way I wanted it Well, to. just leaving it out in the in the elements, man, it's just, that's the way to go. Because you're just at this, because you know. I, I was going to say, you, you were asking a minute ago, you said, uh, how much is too much? The approach um, I took was, what? when is there a point of diminishing return on my time? Yeah. And I'm going to stop right there because I, I got to squeeze my time short, you know, and I don't have as much time in the morning because then I'll be stealing time from some other thing that I need to do. Yeah. It, it, that might be sleep. <laughs> so if I'm like, if four minutes is adequate mm-hmm. to get what I want out of it, then the, the, the other 16 minutes that you would spend, I would be like cooking bacon or something like that. I'm, I'm trying to get that going. I got to be at work at a certain time. So yeah, that would be, Right, you know, if you're trying to be efficient, but if you also if the sitting in there for 20 minutes is your thing and that's what you need to do to get your good out of it, then stay in there for 20 minutes, bro. Well, literally, like I'll like I don't make a post about it every so often. Like when I get in it, I literally just want to suffer sometimes. Yeah, you know, I could probably do five or ten minutes and be just fine. But I mean, I I I, I get I enjoy doing things that suck. Yes, me too. So that. That's a general hard task, especially on a day where I can't train or like now when I'm still on the injured reserve list and I can't like literally can't lift the way I want to lift. And I've got to use these uh, little 15 pound dumbbells that I've just just I've just tried to destroy myself with until I can get back on the track. But sometimes that's the only thing I get to do during the day. Like and it'll be the end of the day when that's when I have time to do it. Right. But I just. I like to suffer, like, and that's a great way to suffer. And there's great, and you get great benefits out of it. Yes, I agree. So that's why we embrace the suck. Embrace the suck. That's what you got. I I enjoy it. I really do. And then you know, especially if I have the time at night when I get out, and I'll do the breathing exercises, and I'll do the stretches, and I'll do all the stuff to help my body come back up to a little bit closer to a homeostasis and normal temperature before I get in the hot shower. What I wish is that we had a sauna here. And if we had a sauna, then I would crank that sauna up like fucking I would like. crank that bitch up and I would get out of the sauna and go to the ice bath and just do two or three rounds of that going back and forth, like five minutes in the sauna or, or like do like first round of the sauna would be like twenty minutes, just get good and hot, then jump in the ice bath for two or three minutes, and just go back and forth between that. Yeah, Todd Williams does something like that. He's got yeah. his pool. We were there for Christmas, and we just jumped in the pool for the cold plunge. And that that to me was like the starting point for like I can't do the cold showers anymore. I've got to find some way to submerge myself into some ice cold water. And yeah, shout out to the forge. So much better than the cold shower. It's so awesome though. I I, I do genuine genuinely. Enjoy doing it. Like at this point now, it's not a chore. Oh no! It's at this point, I I really do like doing it. It's something I look forward to doing with Aaron too. Yeah, and I love that y'all do that together. Yeah, That's so, so awesome. Fun. Like it's I saw fun. the, I saw the the video of both of y'all in it at the same time, and I was like, "That's fucking awesome." Yeah, it's a bonding time too, and we we talk to each other in those tubs, and I'm like, breathe through it, you know. <laughs> it's a it's a fun thing. Yeah, that's what I was telling her. I sent I think I sent her I sent her a message on Facebook. Like fill them lungs up, get them lungs full of air. Cause I'll show you what I do before I get down in it. Like I don't just step in and sit down in it. Like I'll, I stand, I take a step in and I stand there for probably five seconds and then just, 
and then yeah. I sat down. Yeah. Controlling your diaphragm is important for yeah. living. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like the most important thing. <clears throat> so when you're in stress, if you can calm your mind and just focus on your breath and you using your diaphragm, help you slow down and think very much stressful situations and you can control your emotions versus your emotions controlling you mm-hmm. those are the kind of conversations i know me and aaron are talking about like just breathe through it like you control it like separate your mind from the pain yep yeah makes sense yeah but clap might get a little closer to you daniel it's barely Sorry. picking you up i'll get closer <laughs> i'll whisper <laughs> i'll get closer to the mic <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about i'm so Turn close right now loud <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. Doesn't Govern me, me harder. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be micromanaged. Yes, please. And then I need no. to be brainwashed to think that I'm free. More rules and regulations, yes, please. I need it's... more permission, please. I need permission. Please. No, we don't need that in our lives. Give me more rules. Fuck your permission. I don't need it. I'll do what exactly. I want. <laughs> Might need forgiveness. I'm a grown child. I ain't child. asking for no damn permission. <laughs> oh, at this point in my life, I'm very much forgiveness. Yeah, I don't need I'm to be forgiven. Much, I figured we all need that. Yeah, no kidding. I'm I ain't very, asking for no fucking permission. Yeah, very much so. Unless it's something like in a dire strait that's, that could <laughs> that could affect the things that I do. Well, in if my I'm going to get on your property, I will ask permission. Yeah, like I'm not just going to show up, you know, and be like, hey, bro. I'm like, hey. Yeah, what the fuck you doing here? <laughs> I'm, uh, but I ain't asking for your permission to, to do I what the fuck I want to yeah. do with my shit. Yeah, here's how dumb iPhones are. It was New Year's Eve. We're at the great, wonderful Will Irvin's house. Well, you are at first. I was, yeah. Well, we, I mean, like, we, a group of people, were yeah. at Will's house. And Jake called me and was like, hey, I'm getting out of the house. I'm headed to the top of the bay. And then Will was like, "Is who is that? And I said, it's, it's Jake. And he said, that motherfucker better be on his way here. And Jake was like, I guess I'm headed to Will's house. <laughs> yeah. So I dropped the pen and sent it to him. And it took him to the other side of the town that we were in, mm-hmm. into the middle of someone's cow pasture. Granted, I know this person. I've known him for a long time. Yeah, we know the guy, but we also and know the dude shoots. Yeah. So he's a wonderful human. Just don't fuck with the stuff. Yeah, he's wonderful he's, if he knows you're there. Yeah, he's very much a, I love the you shit You need to out ask here. permission from him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's very yeah. much saying, I to love you, but shit, yeah. don't mess with my stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the great whenever, guy. Yeah, so whenever I realized where I was and whose property I was on, it's like, no, <laughs> this is not the right area. There's he no where bonfire he was. here. <laughs> he, he told me where he was. I was like, bro. If you see yeah. smoke there, it might be too late. <laughs> rifles, yeah. it'll, it'll be, it'll be <laughs> smoke from gunpowder. Be, you're being smoked. Well, That's the, right. The explanation where he told me to go is like, look for a big barn-looking house. I'm like, all right, going down. I see a barn. And then he's always like, yeah, also, look for a bonfire near the barn-looking house. And I'm like, there's no bonfire anywhere near that barn. Yeah. Nor is it a barn house. And I know who owns this property. And I don't know if he's <laughs> Jesus, <home>. take the wheel. <laughs> Jesus got me out of there. Are those quick. level four plates? He would have needed them. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. He would have needed the level four plates. Yeah. I've been debating on going over to Bartolo's. Like, hey, did anybody say anything about this weird lower truck? Nope. Being in your property? Mm-mm, wouldn't say nothing. Like, if you run into him and he starts talking about it, like, 
what? That's crazy. <laughs> the kind of person that's crazy. Who would do? Who would do that? And then you go get in and drive up. He's like, "Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, bye." He's the kind of person more likely to call eight one one than nine one one. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure that nine one one, like like the nine, probably has never been touched on his phone. Yeah, he just call before you dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think he'd worry about that with the amount of land he has. He ain't gonna sweat it. He's got a pig yeah. farm. He's got a big goddamn farm. He has. A, he has a, <laughs> he got a bunch of pigs. I don't know if he has a no. bunch of pigs. I know he has a bunch of pecan trees, though. Well, where he's at, I guarantee you that there are pigs that cross his property at some point. I got you. Yeah. So wild ones. Wild. Yeah, they're a problem. They are a problem. They're a bad yeah. problem. Next time you're here, like next time you have more time. Yeah, I need more time. Yeah, next time you have more time when you get here, we should go shoot some pigs. I have. I will make time this year to kill some feral hogs. Well, we you if you would like to join me, bro. I'm down. Let and me if, know. If we'll, you are, if you will go, it is legal to kill them with whatever it is legal to hunt with on uh, wildlife management land in Mississippi. Oh, they are. There is no season. There is no right. nothing for hogs here. If well, they you, don't want you running around during primitive weapon season with your, you know. That's oh yeah. Outside of wolf claiming to be hog hunting, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and oops, yeah. I thought it was a hog. Yeah, that's Sir, why they have horns. that rule written that particular it's, way. But it would be fun to like crossbow and yeah, wipe yeah. out a wild ass hog. Yeah. Like I said, outside of deer season here, there's no like there like you can get like they will give you night hunting permits to go shoot hogs. Sweet. Yeah, they let's will. go. Let's and where my mama's house is, the guy that lives next door to us, wonderful, wonderful man, um, bought the pasture behind the house. Like the all that land back there? Yeah. Chris bought it. Yeah, let's get his permission yeah. to Good go kill his hogs. Yeah. Cause they wanted to like they wanted they wanted to try to buy us out, like my, me and mom and him. They wanted to buy us out and buy an easement between our properties. Yeah. To sell that property because they wanted to develop it. Ugh. And we were both like, ah, fuck you. Absolutely not. Yeah. And Chris got, he got, he's got his shit together. He's got, just built a brand new house a couple of years ago. He's got a badass barn back there. Mm-hmm. Wife, two kids. They're kicking ass in life right now. Yeah. And he was able to buy that property back there. So he's got that whole fucking field from this time. How many acres is that field? At least 40, I think. I know somebody's got a May, well, cow. Maybe give her somewhere around. They might only be twenty. I don't know. But it's a lot of land. It's enough. What were you saying there, Mister? I know Tate? somebody owns a fifty cow. Oh, I think uh, I think I know a few people who may be able to yeah. let me. Borrow if it's a, a Serbu RN fifty, I'm gonna hesitantly, hesitantly say I want to shoot it. Well, I just want to shoot a fifty cow. I want to shoot a fifty cow. I'd as like well. to shoot a wild hog with a fifty cow. Have you ever seen the guy on YouTube that deer hunts with a fifty cow? <laughs> he deer hunts with a fifty cow. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, he was with it. Look, then this was such a fucking preposterous shot that he made on this on the stove, <sighs> and he missed. He is with. I think he's within a hundred yards of this doe, hunting, hunting with a fifty bmg. That's not hunting. That's killing. Yeah. yeah, that's that's slaughtering. He shoots and misses, and the deer drops. She drops. She's dead. She is graveyard Brains dead. Brains got scrambled. Like, the bullet passed in front of her face and sucked her eyes and her brain out of her head. Like, there, like she had an empty skull mm. of just from the pressure. 
I have not seen that, but that's wild. I will that's have to, nuts. I'll have to find that video and show it to you. Because he misses, and you just see her fucking fold so, over. That's he crazy. obviously missed on purpose. I don't know if he missed on purpose or not, because... If he, if he would have hit that deer, there would have been maybe hooves left. Oh, yeah, as close as he was, if he'd have shot her... Like, well, I mean, allegedly. Like, if uh, he'd have shot behind the shoulder? A two, two, three would blow your whole lung out. Nah. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe with the right round. If you ask the right politician. Yeah. That's right. Let's say if you had the right round, according to the blue people. But yeah. Yeah. The. Yeah. Just like how the. But city, imagine what a 50 caliber would do. I yeah. think that that range is still gaining speed. It <laughs> might be going so fast that it might just, just pass through you and you, and just, I don't know. So. We could try to answer with a that hog, question. Though. It won't pass through you. You will split in half. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, so you will open a, before it, like the yes. great the sea, the dead sea. So there's a video that, that I saw easy 20 years ago. That's a long time. Yeah. You were 14. I was, I was 15. You were 15. Oh, Jesus. You had your permit. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the eighth grade. No, I didn't have it yet. I would have had it yet. I was uh, 20 years ago. Yeah. I was in the eighth grade. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so long ago on the website Live Leak, this shows a video of a sniper <laughs> shooting at a Taliban, and the 50 BMG went beside him, and the entirety of his left side just peeled. Mm. Like you watch him peel in half, and you just watch brain fall. Wow. Yeah. Go hog on. That's one of those record shots that the guy that shoots a guy through the wall. Mm-hmm. I think he had either a slap round or a, a Rafis round or something like that. But it was, it was once the pro, the initial projectile hits something, it sends another one out. What? Yeah, like it's got a steel core inside of it. That once the jacket comes in contact with something, or it may have been uh, an exploding tip or yeah. something like that, like yeah. an AP round or something like that. Yeah. It has a core that comes out and continues through. So like. Um, like if we're uh, shooting through concrete walls, aren't they? Yeah, like not an. It's not an incendiary round. It's uh, um, it's, it's like an explosive a, it's like a round. jump bullet. Yeah, you shoot explo- a bullet that then begets another bullet that jumps through the wall. It's got an. Ex- it's, like it. it's got an explosive tip on it, so it hits something, it pops, and then sends the projectile behind it through that. And he brained a guy through like there a at like bullet. a mile. Nice. That's what they used to kill Kennedy. Probably. There's well, that is a deep well of conspiracy there. I love I'm conspiracy. It ain't, I, I it think, ain't a conspiracy if it's they're not really a trying to kill I, you. I think the government, like the CIA, took him out. Yeah, <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised. I don't want to. I don't want this to be my last appearance on the podcast. Why? I'm just being funny. Oh, well, you yeah. think you might get? Yeah, like I don't Clinton? know nothing really. I promise. Mm. I mean, the Clintons are involved in everything, so yeah. I don't know if Bill was there. I think Bush was. Herbert Walker? Yeah. Like, you know, the first Bush. Yeah. He was really? Allegedly. Depends on which YouTube video you watch. It's oh, been there's deleted. so many of them out yeah. there. There's quite a no, bit. they keep kicking them off. I don't know. But I'm sta- I'm sticking with that. I think the CIA took out Kennedy because yeah. he wanted to disband yeah, them. He wanted, to do- well, he, wanted, he wanted to get rid of all the departments. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to get rid of all that, like the alphabet, all of those. He wanted to get rid of the Federal Reserve, which I learned the other day. Is not a government organization. Oh. The Federal Reserve it is, is not federal. Not at all. federal. 
Okay. This will be my last show. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is not a government-run agency. That is a private entity. Yeah. How fucking insane is that? Like the Bilderberg people. And yeah. All that the money is, people. private shit. Yeah. The wealth of America is not run by an American institute. It's a fucking private The debt it's, of America, you mean? Yeah, that. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> But yeah, that's a private company. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah there's- More people should look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you you want to get down a goddamn rabbit hole. Hmm. Yeah. Just go down the Federal Reserve rabbit hole. Oh, man. By the way, I think that's one. What? One GD. No, it's not. It's not the first one. Oh. No, it's like the second or third. Yeah. My bad. That's- that was the first clear one that I've heard. Oh, he held it the first time, and he waited about what another thirty seconds. Yeah, sorry, words are hard, but that one's not forty thirty forty minutes thirty seconds. We've already been going for forty minutes. Yeah, we waited on the glue to dry, man. Yeah, we got. Oh yeah, we got to see how much time we got left on Hmm. that. We gotta we gotta do our Cialis ice bath. Yeah. Yeah, right. we, we have 50 one. minutes and 27 seconds. Well, if it keeps going like this, it's going to go by quick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here, man. I'm glad to be here. I really am. I love you guys. I love I you, lo- too. We, so this year, I was talking about on the uh, the first episode that came out for the year, talking about taking more trips. All red Brick. Down. Come up for Red Brick, bro. bro. Come to Red Brick. Bring I'm, that I'm Red down. Down. You can Brick. Tate. You can stay at Hotel Tate. I'm down. Dude. I have run out of... A legitimate bed space, but we'll figure something out. Right, sure. bed isn't that bad. As long as there's a floor and a pillow, I'm fine. Okay. Well, there's couches and recliners. Oh, and I have what, a coma yeah. couch in there. I'm telling Air you right mattress now. if you want to do that. Look, I don't know if anybody else. Is Jason coming for Red Brick? He's coming. Damn uh, it. He says he's going to be there. Damn it. What? That means that he gets the comfy bed. Well, no. Well, I'm, well that's not. That's, I mean, you can always just pull Jason, numbers for it. Jason's a good friend, but he won't get the the big bed. No, there's new bedding at the Tate House, and and the bedding is good bedding. Well, I've all, all I've the been, bedding is good. I've been in Riker's bed every time I've stayed. Yeah, in. but Riker got a new bed. That that bed is now memory foam. Oh, it's, it's nice. It should oh. be like your bed then, huh? It should be like it's your bed. It's short. Like it ain't a long bed. Yeah, like it's my a, it's like a, my shins hang off on that bed. Yeah, it's not a grown man bed. But yeah. it's, it up on it. it's better than nothing. Right. It's better than nothing. And it was it really wasn't that bad. You know, me and Buzz Lightyear slept great. So you, I'm sure you felt protected. I did. To I infinity had, and we beyond. want a full house, and, and we want to have you know good people, good fellowship, good Come time. Come to Red Brick. Actually, as a matter of fact, we can reach out to Zach. We need the red beard at the Red Brick, man. Yeah. Come on. Okay. We can yeah. reach out to Zach and see if he can squeeze April, you as volunteer. April the sixth in what? Clinton, Mississippi. The competition. Yeah. What, like, what would I do? I don't know. Whatever you need to do. So oh. that's the thing. Man, I just show up and cheer. Yeah. I do that because at the current moment, it doesn't look like I'm going to compete. But Daniel the fuck Tate is. Yeah. 231 under. I'm Boy. under the 231, broski. Yeah. 218, baby. I was looking forward to competing in Red Brick. That shit was so awesome last year. It was so awesome last year. But, you know, I'm fucking wounded and can't train. And So any of you masters out there that are uh, under 231 or want to get there and want a shot at whooping my ass, uh, April 6th, Red Brick. You gave up on one of your 
on one of your goals, though. I have not given up. I uh, may come back to that. There's just other things I have goals that I want to accomplish that require me not to be 285 fucking pounds. Yeah. But you, you told me, you said it before, you want one more crack at John Bass. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll, we'll give John Bass his crack. And you need to start talking shit to John Bass now. Oh, I have To a, get his like ass right in now. gear. Is he not training like he should? Uh, he's John's been going through some shit. Yeah, like, he's, I, he's like, going through some We stuff. won't talk about it on the podcast. Oh, okay, I got you. But if you can send him some love, yeah, now's the time to do him. it. He did get a victory. Congratulations to John on that. Let me say something. Um, but... John is John is one of the greatest humans in the entire fucking universe. Yeah. So hopefully I get to see him more. Yeah, he said he'll be there. Good. Um, hopefully, you know, we can continue to shower him with love and support and adoration. Just he's got a lot of shit going on. John, we love you so much, my brother. So um start if you want him if you want another crack at him, start talking shit to him okay. now. Yeah, we April sixth. You got about three a little less than three months. Yeah. I won't. There's no way I'll be able to get back in anywhere close where I was before I got hurt. So actually, Zach, exactly, Zach messaged me yesterday about that, and um, I told him that I was interested in volunteering. Zach's great. Zach's a wonderful, wonderful Good human. Dude. He's also coming on the podcast. We're awesome. getting him on. Yes. Is he going to be here? Or is he going to do? It He's remote? going to do it remote. That's you fine. know, Clinton, Mississippi's five and a half hours from here. It is, it is. It is. But, yeah. It's a beautiful drive. There's two things that I can guarantee you if you stay at the Tate House, you will not have an issue with. Good company and good food. We're going to have some food. Going to have some fucking food. Especially if you're competing at a contest. Make sure you eat before you go compete. Look, I don't remember if I told you this or not, but Mill Monsters. Uh We woke up. We're getting ready. We're having breakfast. And they just keep putting food in front of me. (laughs) <laughs> eggs bacon sausage toast just keep putting food in front of me and then daniel tate stops and looks at me and says you need oatmeal all right so <laughs> I know a bowl of oatmeal is set in front of me and i start eating this oatmeal you need cinnamon toast crunch oh, fuck jesus christ okay and he makes me a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch and i was almond milk too almond milk which i wasn't arg- i'm look not arguing with the tate Daniel's got a science to things before competitions and during competitions. So I was just, I was taking his word for it. Uh-huh. So I'm eating and fucking eating and fucking eating and fucking eating. Like I'm like, I could, I had to take a breath to tie my shoes. <laughs> I'm so fucking full. And I get there and weigh because Tab, shout out Tab Hathaway, was like, I'm just getting a weight. Even on the novices, I'm getting a weight on everybody. I stepped on that scale. I weighed 268 when I left Robertsdale. The day I weighed in for Red Brick or for Mill Monster, I weighed 277. They will fucking put it on you. I looked at the scale and I was like, motherfucker. And Tab was like, what? I was like, and I looked at Daniel. I just started laughing. And he said, what's so funny? I was like, you, you put fucking like nine pounds on me in two days. Be like that sometimes. It be like that sometimes. I guarantee you, you come to Hotel Tate, you ain't going to be hungry. Got to have the ATP machine working, man. You got to get that energy in there. I had it too. I went, I feel like I could have went for fucking ever. At that competition. It was so good. That pre-workout, that pre-training meal or whatever, that pre-comp meal is so important. Yeah. Eating and eating and eating and eating and just eating. Lots and then of carbs. Lots of carbs. All the carbs. All the carbs. I had a thousand fucking grams of carbs. I, I, I would rant about this for like 10 seconds. Protein on comp day is a waste of fucking space in your stomach. 
is not protein is the least efficient generate for you know for ATP, which is what you're trying to do. You're right. trying to get the cells to generate energy, right? And protein's shitty for that. Guess what is great for that? Glycogen, sugar, carbs. Yeah. yeah. So sense. eat that shit. You might need some fats too, because when you run out mm-hmm. of glycogen readily available, you'll need some, that's, some fats that's, the next best. But protein is pretty, pretty useless. difficult for that. It's great yeah. for rebuilding muscle, which you'll want to do after you try after you compete. Right. Well. But that stake between events is not going to help you. No, it's going to divert blood from your muscles to your gut. And you're going to not do as well as you could have done if you had ate a Rice Krispie treat or some honey and some oranges. You took a full box of like 48 over there, didn't you? I had two boxes of Uncrustables and a like 50 count box of Rice Krispie treats for Alabama and for Fox. And that was all I ate. Just between events, I would I, love, I would hit an Uncrustable. I would hit a couple of Rice Krispie treats. Like on comp day, we ain't counting nothing on comp day. I yeah. love peanut butter, Rice Rice Krispie treats, honey, oranges. Yeah. Uh, beet juice. Taterade. Cram- yeah. Tate juice. Cheater juice, whatever you want to call it. I call it Taterade. Yeah. We don't call it no goddamn catfish juice. That's right. We ain't having none of that That's shit. That's right. I do not. I think you're at the six. Okay. I have not endorsed any catfish juice. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dakota Major on that one. Up and coming strong man. Yeah. Doing great. He, he, I gave him my recipe, and then uh, he tried it. I don't think it turned out quite the way he expected. I'm sure it didn't. And then and then he, he tried to hit Aaron up for a follow-up, and Aaron was like, we ain't giving our shit away for free no more. <laughs> so if you want to know, you're gonna have to have to fork over some money. Yeah, you need to come yeah. over here and watch me she, make it. She, just a shout out to Coach Aaron. She's uh she's taking clients. So if you're looking to uh, get lean and mean and strong, that's right. She knows the stuff. You ain't got to be in Mississippi to get coached. No, even better. Even and she better. will she will coach you very very uh, passionately. She's so awesome, man. He's a good person. The the unit, like like Daniel and Aaron as a unit. She makes me better. It's so man, it's so awesome. I love y'all so much. That's that's a good thing to say as well as like knowing that she makes you better. Because you don't want yeah. someone that doesn't. Yeah, it's a big thing in, in a relationship is being with somebody that not only just makes you better by them being who you who they are, but makes you want to be better. Oh yeah. yeah. Like you've got a like you can't be stagnant. Like I, I can't be stagnant, or you can't. But just we gotta. That girl don't sit still long. She's she's moving constantly, always moving. improving, constantly working to get better. Always moving. That's that's great, man. You know, complacency the, is is a word that I try not to have in my vocabulary, and a and a big part of that's because of the fire service. You know, I've I've told firefighters for so long, for so many years. I'm still telling the guys that I know, man. Complacency will fucking kill you. So. You've got to be better. You've got to do things. Yeah, you wouldn't that suck. Want to, I wouldn't imagine you'd want to get inside a burning building and then become complacent. Well, it's not just being complacent there. Yeah. It's everything that leads up to that. It's your training, it's your sleep, right. it's your diet, it's your mental health. It's, you know, taking care of the machine that you live in. Yeah. The is, human body is an absolutely amazing vessel. Yeah. But 
you have to work. Like you've got to do things. You have to be intentional about how you take care of yourself yes. mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, you've got to relationships. Yeah. It takes work. You know, there's, you know, good firemen aren't lazy. You know, they're, they're getting after it. Like, Hey, we've got some downtime. Right. We're going to go, Clean we're going to go over some hose techniques. We're yeah. going to go over some evacuation techniques sure. or get a new we're, certification. Or, we're going to do this or that. It's like, Hey, I'm not real confident on this task. Cool. Well, us as a group are all fixing to fucking do it. So, you know, shout out to guys like Joel Richardson and Jim Allen, the guys that are getting after it every day that will not accept complacency. This, those are the kind of guys that we need. Y'all are kicking ass. And we are, we're happy to know keep you. We need to get them, keep kicking ass. We need to get them back in here. I'm going to reach out to them. But it starts, them back on. it starts by just doing what you can do right now to get better at yeah. whatever it is that you know you need to get better at and, and taking that action against that person in the mirror that you know needs to get better. Yeah. I don't like me in the mirror. I don't like that guy. So I want to be better. Well, you know, all of his flaws. Yeah. There's so, a, if you're going to be a good person, you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to say, well, I'm not a good person because this about me exists. Yeah. So I know I need to fix that. Yeah. Like but I'm going to fight that demon today. Off fixing that for 40 years. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so at some point you've got to say, fuck it. I'm going to do something about it today. Yeah. And then you'll, you know, keep doing that every day. Yeah. Um, Escambia County Fire Rescue has a class that you do once you graduate from recruit school that I really, really like. And I actually got it. I got the curriculum. Curriculum. I got the class schedule. Keep the counter rolling. Well, I I had to think about it. I had to stop. God rest this man. God be with this man. Tim Blakemore. A goddamn legend. In the fire service in Baldwin County. One of the reasons why the fire service in Baldwin County is what it is. He's the GOAT. Like just, I'm just telling you. But his pre-class speech for 15 years of me being in the fire service. You know, in this class, you will go over. You know, it's, he, he has a whole spiel. And it's been the same spiel every time. But he says curriculum. And I have to shut my brain down from saying curriculum when I'm not in the setting of other people that know who Tim Blakemore is. Because I struggled, and I was fumbling on the word curriculum. See, I couldn't. Somebody say the word correctly, please. Because I don't curriculum. know. Curriculum. Huh? Curriculum. Curriculum, yes. I'll spell it. I can't. <laughs> I know I can't. But they have. I, I got that from. Um, Captain Richardson a couple of years ago while I was still a part of the fire service and implemented something. Anyway, um, it's called beyond minimum standards. So you yeah. have the minimum standards yeah. for the state that it takes to become a firefighter. You have done that. Now you are going to do like you, like this is part of your job. Like you have to obtain this in a certain amount of time after you complete recruit school or you lose your job. Mm. So everybody has to go through beyond minimum standards and it's, it's hard, it's difficult and it's what you need and it's, it's great. And I I like it a lot. So, uh, I would feel confident about having to call 911 in Escambia County, Florida because of what those guys go through. So there, that was where I was going with that. I'm proud of you. Why? Because I couldn't say curriculum because you did say it. Because you got to say it a couple of times. Curriculum. Ah, uh, boy. 
See, that doesn't sound right to me. Like I, I still I having to fight to not say curriculum. There's nothing wrong with saying it either way. Well, Tim Blakemore says it, and that's good enough for me because Tim Blakemore is a legend in this county. Exactly. So you should say it anyway. And he desires. is a man that I deeply admire. So I think it's important to mispronounce certain words as you get older on purpose. Yeah, I think he does. Tim Blakemore also has a thing to where when you fuck up, you get a prize. I have two of them. <clears throat> he has clear glass marbles that he will give you if you fuck up. <clears throat> I went to my first one that I got was he <laughs> was a I was taking an an apparatus operator class. And one of the things you have to do in the apparatus operator class is drive it. Like that's part of the class. I show up on a test day without my driver's license. And I had to tell Tim Blakemore to his face that I did not have my driver's license. And he looked at me and said, you mean to tell me you came to a class where you knew you would have to drive without a driver's license. Your permission slip. And I had to look this man in the face and say, yes, sir. I sure did. And he said, hmm, well, congratulations. And he handed me a marble. And I I Mm. felt that fucking big when he gave me that marble. So fast forward a little bit to my instructor one class. I didn't know that there was a guy in there who was with Josephine fire department. I think that didn't know who Tim Blakemore was. And I explained my way who Tim Blakemore was. Stacy lay shout out. Stacy lay is a wonderful human. Wonderful instructor, another good another good name to have in the fire service in this county. Anyway, I am explaining to him that Tim Blakemore, nobody knows how old Tim Blakemore is. I don't know how old he is. He could be, I don't know. And I'm explaining to him because I have seen Tim Blakemore walk into something in a room that has fire conditions in it, wearing a white shirt and lightly colored khaki pants. Touch something in the room that has been charred, and he doesn't have any char on his body, his shirt, his his pants, his shoes, his hair. He walks out just as clean and white as he came in there, and it's just kind of like, okay, has this man just been starched to the point where fire doesn't bother him anymore because he's seen so much fire in his life that it's just he's just made of leather? So I told the guy that didn't know who Blakemore was that you know the story in the Old Testament of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when you see the fourth guy in the furnace, that was Tim Blakemore. He's a so, fire surfactant. Huh? He has a fire surfactant. He does. He has a surfactant on him. So proud of y'all. So I'm so proud of y'all. Yeah. I don't I don't know how happy you could tell he I was. I could see the joy when he, he got it, to when he realized that him, he could use the word surfactant. His eyes are just twinkling. I just wanted to beat him to it. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought, didn't think I, of it. I thought you thought it. No, I didn't know. I, I had I no knew idea. He knew. So, as, soon, as soon as he smiled, I'm like, I know he has something. This is going to be great. So word gets back to Tim Blakemore that I said that. Tim Blakemore comes to class the next day, and he had heard that. And he walked up to me, and, you know, he's got the, the voice. <clears throat> 
He walked up to me and put his hands on my shoulder and said, If bullshit was sand, Josh Odom would be two deserts. And I was just like, <gasps> How do you respond to that? The guy that's sitting next to me was he's an older guy. He's hollering laughing. Stacy Lay goes and gets in the closet so he can laugh. And I'm just sitting there like he thinks enough of me to talk shit. And I was so honored that day for him to fucking bash me. It was great. He saw you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So where does the second marble come from? I'm having trouble remembering where I got the second marble. Um I I would have to ponder for a little while where I got the second marble from. It didn't mean as much. It didn't mean as much, that but first it was impression. That first it one stuck, though. though. I want to say I I don't remember. I'd have to think really hard. I think that I got it from an instructor capacity where he gave it to me. I don't remember. Stacy Lay got one from him when Tim was still active in the fire service. Stacy Lay is on a uh is on a roof trying to trying to vent the roof and he couldn't get his chainsaw to crank. And Tim Blakemore from the ground says, What? What's wrong? Well that fucking axe not crank. <laughs> and then Stacy just goes, Ah, son of a bitch. And he had a marble in his hand that he handed to him when he got back down to the ground. Nice try. <laughs> that that reminds me of an old Mitch Hedberg joke about escalators. Escalators can never be broken. They can just be stairs. I walked by one the other day that had an out-of-order sign on it and roped off. And I'm like, people are so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the, It's and Look, we're not talking politics here. But the video I saw was what happens to Democrats when an, ele- when an escalator breaks. They both just stood there and screamed for help. It was like, somebody, the escalator's broken. What are we going to do? Oh I'm God. stuck on the escalator. Yeah. They can never, you can never be like a broken escalator becomes stairs. I mean, I guess if the escalator, if you get on them, turns into like a stairmaster that just keeps going down. Well, that would be interesting to, to see. Yeah, you would, would still, be. wouldn't you figure it out? Are, are broken escalators dangerous? Or is there something I don't know? Apparently, I don't know. Are they not, are they not legitimately just stairs? They are. They're just I metal would think stairs. We need to have somebody like, Come to the show that's an escalator repair man and explain to us why they have to put those on, you know, don't get on this. I feel like part of it might be like just what you said, that like just becomes a stairmaster. Like it's broken because it it won't, it won't like keep it, it stays won't where keep it itself. Is like you push it. Maybe that is <clears throat> like but maybe there's think that people would be hilarious. Maybe there's no break on an escalator. Maybe once it turns off, it just free spins if it gets weight put on it. The only other reference point I have, though, is when I was a child, I came to Pensacola and uh, we went to the mall and my parents were going through the mall. We probably were buying Christmas presents last minute to visit my mother's mother and some child had tripped on the escalator and had gotten his fingers detached and the fire department was there Mm. to get his fingers out of the escalator. And that Mm. made a very strong impression on me as a child. To not sit down. But I've them. never once seen anybody injured on broken escalators. <clears throat> have not. But I could see why they would want to rope it off if they were trying to get fingers out yeah. of the machine. Definitely be kind of important. Only people stepping on fingers, stepping on toes. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I thought that was a good one. 
What? Stepping on fingers or stepping on toes? Yeah, I, I got it. Yeah. The ones that are cut off. Yeah. The fingers that are no longer attached. Are you reassuring again? Do they have middle I'm fingers? I'm answering a message. They're, maybe, maybe they don't have a middle finger. I was, uh, hey, maybe not. One of the reasons why I never applied for a job at eCovery is how many times I've run calls there of guys that have lost fingers. Yeah. <clears throat> or how many times a guy get got hurt? Like there we had, we ran one one night of a guy that got smashed in between like two big cold rolls of steel. Uh, I'm sure he wasn't much of a thing. No, he was he was alive. Like he was very much alive walking around. Like I don't know, it might not have been cold rolls of steel. It was something else. It was large rolls of something. I don't specifically remember what that was because I was just dumbfounded that we saw, like not only we saw a guy alive, but a guy up talking. I was thinking that we were going to see a dude that was had been squeezed like a tube of toothpaste. That was what I was expecting to see. Yeah, I was going to say, when I was out at Thyssenkrupp, that happened. Yeah, yeah. I remember one of those events like that. Yeah, like, a guy got caught in the machine in the cold roll. And, then and he got he rolled was, up in it, yeah. Yeah, he's part of it. But the other one was two rolls. They actually broke uh, and rolled back towards each other, and he got stuck. Yeah, and that yeah, like It split him in half. Yeah. My dad got his leg caught between two at the pulp mill he worked at Ugh. and got airlifted to the hospital. This guy didn't fly. Like, this guy was trying to sign a refusal. Like, he's standing out smoking a cigarette. I don't want to go to the goddamn hospital. I was like, well, you sound like Nick Nolte. <clears throat> and you are purple on both sides of your body. I was legit like, okay. So, my first internal bleeding. I had to, mm-hmm. I had to immediately shift my gear of thinking. Like, okay, so this guy is alive. He's up talking, so maybe we're going to see a flail chest segment. Mm-mm, nothing. None of that. He's just standing there. I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> yes, you're going to the fucking hospital. Like, there's no way. We're going to we stay here not, until you fall over, and then we're going to put you in the ambulance. Yeah, we, we are not taking this liability. This boss is standing there. I was like, you're going to the fucking... Well, he sounded like him. You're going to the fucking hospital, fault pill, Phil, Ralph, whatever your fucking name is. You're going to the goddamn hospital. All right. So he looked at us and was like, bruh, we are not in this fight. No, <laughs> sir. <clears throat> so, yeah, I was like, that's why I was, I was expecting to see a dude that had just been like, you took a tube of toothpaste and cut it at both ends and squeezed the fuck out of it. Yeah. That was what I was expecting to see. Yeah. But alas, we saw a walking, talking man. Humans are resilient. Yeah. But Humans yeah, running calls like that and running fires that you can just can't fucking find. In that place, because it's just so the 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 work conditions there. Like I don't know this; I've never worked there. But having to be there in an emergency situation, seeing what the conditions are in that place, I'm not fucking working there. It's not happening. Like, yeah, I'm hard up if I got to work at eCover. They make me me painting. Like if I if you hear me as a job for a painter, it was that or fucking I don't know, like sucking dick for money or something like that. It was it was hard up. Damn, hundred billion, hundred billion, hundred billion. Start negotiations at a hundred billion. Basically, well, I, I mean, yeah. m- million, like hundred million, hundred like, million. Like, okay, yeah, I got you. No. Really, really, and truthfully, seven digits. It'll can, buy a lot of mouthwash. A lot can. of mouthwash. It sure can. And therapy. And, and therapy. I feel like if it was to buy your dignity back. Yeah, then? you can't buy dignity back. Bu- I'm pretty sure if I have that much fucking money, I don't need to have dignity anymore because I'm not going to have any problems. A lot of people don't. I've seen it. I'm not going to have any problems. I might suffer in silence for a little while, (laughs) 
because of how good of a job I'm going to do, depending on how much money there is involved. I might have to I might have to work on that on my own at my own time, but I'm sure I'll get over it because I've got a hundred well, I mean, billion dollars. You are in charge of your own emotions. Yeah, You're in charge how of your you own feel happiness. about that is up to you entirely. And I'm pretty sure if I went to go sleep in my pile of money, I would get over a lot of problems real fast. A lot McDuckett. of them, huh? Screws McDuckett. Yeah, I, one of my favorite fucking things is seeing like the Family Guy where they remade that, yeah. where Peter tries to dive in the money, <laughs> and <laughs> Break, breaks his neck, breaks all like bone, every bone in his body. Yeah, <laughs> we were. I had the kids here watching Ducktales the other day. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed seeing that too. Yeah, see my kids dance to the Ducktales theme. Have you made them watch Woo-hoo. the silent cartoons? No. Yeah. Do what? I haven't thought of that. That's go a great. To, go, next time you see like a DVD store, I probably, I don't know, you probably can't find it. But I found, I found a old like Bugs Bunny, like silent black and white, uh, mm-hmm. Tom and Jerry, where there's no, it's just music and black and white. There's no words, just them doing shit. Huh. Um, wasn't uh, Mickey, Mickey Mouse was the first one with noise, sound. That was what, was that 26 or 36? What? The first animation where Mickey Mouse is making noise. Kids be like looking at that. 75 years. Yeah. Pixar makes that stuff. Apparently now um, there is no trademark on that cartoon. So you can buy it. What? I heard that the other day. Huh? Mickey Mouse? Yeah. The original one. Did they they finally let that shit? Um, What is it? uh, Shrimp Boat Willie or something like that? Yes. Yeah, That's well, there's Steamboat Willie, right? Steamboat, Steamboat Willie, yeah. yeah. There's no copyright on that right now. There's no ownership on that right now. So you could buy the rights to that. Disney was trying to extend it, and they couldn't extend it. Uh, you mean you can just plagiarize the fuck out of it? Well, you not even plagiarize. You or can use it. it. Do you use it however you want? Yeah, it was 1928. Yeah, by the way. So fucking 100 years later, almost. Mm-hmm. Something I thought of that my dad would be 75 this year. Dad's going to be 70. <clears throat> Still mom kicking. Been, mom would been 69. Yeah. See, my dad was born. I got to meet Pops today. It was a wonderful human. I love him so much. At the hardware store. I love your dad so much, man. I'm, but surprised, he didn't, uh-huh. I'm surprised he didn't call me. Say, hey, guess what I found? He was working on he some was shit. On, he was on a mission. Was that he? man had yeah. some work to do that he was not looking forward to doing. No, he had to go under the house and uh, repair some duck work because an animal smashed it. I could tell he still had his dignity, though. He did. That's a proud man. <laughs> yeah, he is. But he is also very funny. I love him hey, so much. Hey, son, do you still got that there Playboy I bought you when you were four? Yeah. <laughs> that is not what it was, Dad. Mm-mm. Did you hear that story? I have not heard that story. <sighs> so my dad gave me a call one day, and he's talking about the fact that, A, he still watches Antique Roadshow. <laughs> that is his gym. He watches it with his welding cap, and he is just—he is happy. <laughs> My dad's not a welder; he's in safety. Why he has a welding cap? I wear it when I go to the grocery store, <laughs> when I'm at church, even when I weld. He'll actually, as Matt, off topic, Pooh Bear, yeah, will be here in August. Sweet, he's coming on the show. I'm ready to meet this guy. It's gonna be. A good old time. So my dad asks if uh, have I heard of the show? I'm like, yeah, dad, I've heard of it. It's been on since before I was born, I think. 
And so he goes, yeah, I just enjoy watching it. And oddly enough, one of the things I bought you, you and uh, you and Jim, when y'all were young, came up on the screen and uh, it was it was worth some money now. And I was curious if you had it. All right, Dad, what, you, what was it? He goes, what was, the, was that that little handheld game you got? What was it called? Playboy? It's like that. That Whoa, first off. Well, he's not wrong. It's a handheld game. We have one of those. Game called yeah. Playboy. <laughs> uh, I was like, first off, Dad, that is not what it was. Secondly, slip. <laughs> secondly, you don't need to say that out loud by saying, "Oh, yeah, I bought my four and six year old sons Playboys." And he's like, well, "What was it called?" I was like, "That is a Game Boy." It's a, it's a Game Boy, Dad. He goes, are you sure? Then he I argued it was, about it. Yeah, he argued for 10 <laughs> minutes. I'm pretty sure it's a Playboy. Dad, I have it in my hand. Like It is sitting in front of me. Maybe it's one of those uh, Mandela effects for him. Maybe. He's just 100% sure. Oh, he oh, was, he was so that, sure. He, from that dimension that he came from, it were, that all he those was, were called Playboys. He was at Maybe. a place. He was confident about his words, and he was dying on that hill. Yeah. It's and, like. We were dying laughing because we knew what he was wanting to crying. Say. I was crying laughing on this couch listening to that conversation. Like cornucopia. It was. I was just was so happy. It was a cornucopia of surfactants. Yeah, I, I didn't was, know I would be using that word. I didn't either. But yeah, that that was that was a great day. And then even whenever he talks about it, it's like, hey, Dad, still got that Playboy tucked into the into the desk drawer. <laughs> I'll bring it to you whenever you're ready. I'll bring in that 88 model. Okay. <laughs> that 88 model. The bush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you got to find, you got to find all of the little bunnies, right? The bunny yeah. ears. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. The didn't logos. need to blur back then. Cause they had the bush. They <laughs> 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 have a trim down there today. <laughs> I'm a I'm a woodlands <laughs> explorer. <laughs> There's no bush that will stand in my way. Mm, a bush master. <laughs> bush master. And a bush whacker. Yeah. Oh. So I learned something today. What? I thought it was pretty cool. I think you might appreciate it. Yeah. Your brain mm-hmm. is 2% of your body weight. Yeah. But... Of your caloric intake for the day, your brain uses 25% of that. So, some people a little less. So, yeah, some people, I'm not going to name my name or point fingers at me. But, I'm pointing fingers and I raise my hand. Yeah. So, if I eat 4,000 calories of, in a day, I'm sure my brain only uses about 38 of them, just enough to keep me breathing. <laughs> Depends on what the hamster's doing in that wheel. If it's even in the wheel. You got him in the wheel or not. Well, he might be in the wheel, but he ain't running. I was like, mine's <laughs> on a very steady slow walk. Yeah. He's he mine is doing a sachet. <laughs> <laughs> it's two weeks in a row, Ace Ventures come up. Yeah. Gotta throw Ace Thanks for the here. free parking. <laughs> <laughs> like a glove. <laughs> like a glove. Such <laughs> uh, a great series. I, I think I think I'm gonna let my kids watch it. When? Whenever. Like probably next time they're here. 
Now, are you going to let them watch kid the kid version of it? There's a kid version of Ace Ventura? Yeah, is is um It's like a third movie and they casted a child as Ace Ventura and I don't remember exactly what it's called. I had no idea that that was the thing and it's quite terrible. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm prepared to be disappointed by it. Oh, uh, don't don't prepare. It's just, yeah, it's just that bad. Looks like they made a they did you know they made a sequel to a Christmas story? No. Yeah. After 40 fucking years they made a sequel to that movie. And I couldn't make it 10 minutes into that movie. It was so bad. Movies and <clears throat> like congratulations. Worse. A Christmas story wasn't one of my favorite movies to begin with. Like I didn't love it. Like mm-hmm. I know people that love it. Like when it comes on TBS and that's all they fucking play on TBS, they watch it until they stop playing it. I could care less. Yeah. But it's just Hollywood and they fucked it up. They did so bad. By the it way, it's was, called Ace Ventura Jr. or Ace Ventura Peck Detective Jr. That's what it's called. I'll have to wait. Oh, I'll have to wait. I'll have to watch that and see if I can find it. I've never heard of that. It's terrible. It's quite atrocious. I really look, man. I got five ish series that I'll go to to watch forever. Ace Ventura is one of them. I I can't. Yeah, yeah. Like Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, Ace Ventura, some of the Fast and Furious movies. Which about the Matrix? Yeah, I was going to say in the Matrix. I can always watch Matrix. You know, I've never I can seen probably it. I can probably pull out the Fast and Furious franchise and and replace it with John Wick. I can put that in in there. And go super obscure and go with Boondock Saints one, two, and three. I'm ashamed to say that I have not seen the Matrix or Boondock Saints. You have not seen a Boondock Saints? Nope. We can change that. Yeah, that's a that's. If you want, that I can, has been one of my favorite movies for a very long time. I felt so much judgment in that moment. But you hadn't like, seen it. Yeah, from from your side of the couch. Like I've it seen got, it enough for all of us. <clears throat> like it got so cold on that side of the couch for a second. Yeah, I, I had. It'd be like that sometimes. It does. Probably a gravitational wave or something. Mm-mm-mm. But uh, but yeah, that's like my five go-to series that I can watch. So let's see here. the Born yeah. series is good. Born Jason series Born is good. is good. Those are good movies. Another one of my favorite series. Transformers got worse and worse. It started off great. Yeah, the first yeah. two. Yeah, the first two were the good ones on that one. Everything else after that one just kind of took that a second dive. was questionable. The first one's a classic. I, I well, I have to say that this series, <clears throat> I have a movie that I will stop at, but Tremors, the first one and the second one are two of my absolute favorite fucking movies in the entire world. It's your turn. I've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first one. The first one is so oh man, I love that movie so much. The first one has old Reba McIntyre in it. Yeah, it's got Reba McIntyre, uh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon, Fred Ward. Who? Kevin Bacon. Yes. Yeah. What did you think I said? I don't know why, but I thought you said Jeff Bacon. I'm like, who the fuck is Jeff Bacon? Who the fuck is Jeff Bacon? Kevin this Bacon, guy named brother. Bacon Jeff. He works for Hormel. Guatneys. Guatneys. <laughs> Konica. Um, I. Awesome. Oh, Koneka. Koneka. Yeah. Koneka. Uh, the Mummy, kind of cool. The Mummy and the Mummy Returns. I love those movies Biggie so much. Pick pokes. The third one is garbage. What about the Mission Impossible series? I don't know. I haven't seen them. 
right. I stopped watching after Mission Impossible 3. Underworld. Underworld. I do like watching Underworld. Kate Beckinsale. I mean, I'm a fan of Kate Beckinsale, but I've never seen those movies either. Well, she has short hair and she's in a leather leather suit the entire time. And the leather doesn't do it for me. Um, It's just very form-fitting. Yeah, so are yoga pants. There's a lot of people who shouldn't wear yoga pants. There's a lot of people, a lot of wear people yoga wearing yoga pants that should never. Yeah. 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 That's that's fair. For sure. Modest, uh, modesty should make a comeback. Yeah. For like, some there's a lot of clothes in the 90s that are coming back. Um, Modesty needs, needs to come back. Yeah. I agree with Mr. Tate on that one. Yeah. yeah there's definitely been some times you go out and you're like... <laughs> Where's the rest of the things? Yeah. It's guy and girl alike. It's guy and girl alike. It's yeah. interesting how much people crave attention, but how much they are this all the time. Yeah. They want attention, but they won't give it. Yeah, they're, they're stuck to themselves, and they want people to look at them. But they yeah, don't it's look, like, look at here I'm naked. Look at me. But then you don't get anything from them. I will say that, you know, I've... I've followed those accounts on Instagram in the past. You know, when I first got on Instagram or just, you know what? I'll, Fuck I'll, Instagram. I'll be honest that I have followed those accounts, but here lately I've been unfollowing them. There's this don't give me, they, they don't provide anything to me. Yeah. The first time I heard the word thirst trap, I did not really understand what it was, but it's like, okay, if you like their photo, their, you know, their cleavage or their whatever. If you like that photo, you have fallen into their thirst trap. They are they're thirsty mm-hmm. for attention, and you have fallen into the trap of giving it to them. Yeah. So you reinforce the behavior. Yeah. So now we have society spending millions of dollars on stupid shit like football that. and fucking Instagram models. Oh, they're, they're spending billions on that. And people who are legends like Mr. Blakemore aren't getting paid. They don't get no attention. They're not yeah. out there, probably out, not out there looking for it. But those are the people we should be paying attention to. Right. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Not some fucking football player and what his opinion is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, my Every definition of a celebrity is playing catch. My definition of a celebrity that I follow has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with people that actually have celebrity status. Like for me to follow you and give you that, like you have to have done something significant. You need to be leading if you want me to follow. You need to be leading me somewhere I want to go. Yeah. And if I'm going to call myself a follower, then, <sighs> you know, that's putting you ahead of me to for me to say I'm going to follow this person. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe in motivation. Like the word motivation. Motivation is motivation is shit. I don't believe in motivation. It can be useful, but. But mm-hmm. there are people that I follow on social media that help me keep my shit in check. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll be, I won't be feeling it or I won't be like, I don't want to go work out. Then I'll just think of the discipline aspect of that. And then I'll see something from like, I'll see something from like Tim Kennedy. And it'll just be like, hey, don't fucking suck. Something, something abrupt. Abrupt or short, yeah. Reference point to get you back on your path. It'll just kind of, yeah. it'll just kind of get me to be in check. Or hearing Jocko talk about being on the path, right, and things like that. And it's kind of like, okay, I need to stop being, I need to stop being a lazy bitch. I need to get my shit together. I need to do what I'm supposed to do. The Very danger so. part of that is if you if you put a lot of trust in a certain person as your reference point for the path, but they get off the path, you're fucked. Yeah. Which, you have to have other reference points to keep you 
on your path that you can tell when the other person's getting off in left field. Yeah, very much. Which so. is something that we've talked about so many times on here. Is that you've got to be around people that are better than you. Yes, you've got to be around people that can keep you accountable and can keep you can keep you in check. Like me and Jake do that for each other so often. Mm-hmm. Of like, hey, you're kind of drifting off here, or hey, I can tell that you're not this in this aspect. Why? What's what's up? I see this change. Why why do you have this change? Because we can talk to each other like that. Like we we are like we don't have to hurt feelings. Like we're not right. trying to be assholes about it, but at the same time, we're not going to just be bullshit about it. Like it's right. like hey, we we have this kind of a relationship for a reason. It's cuz we're honest with each other. Like we don't right. sugarcoat or bullshit with each other. The thing I told you I had to how I described it earlier is I'm not going to intentionally hurt your feelings, but I'm not going to protect your feelings either. Well, another ref- thing that again. helps is that yeah. we receive it well, too. Yeah. Because there's people who say, well, I want you to be blunt with me. And then you're fucking blunt. And they're like, well, I, I didn't expect you to be that mean. <laughs> like, I was like, no, 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 no. I wasn't being mean. I was being very just straightforward to the point. Yeah, I took the emotion and out of it. You want someone who wants to talk a little higher, a little sweeter, a little nicer. Not at this moment. I'm not your guy. This is this is what you're going to get. So you either have option A is to understand what I said and start working on it, or B, be sorry, feel pitiful for yourself, and then go shell up and, and complain about it to somebody else. Yeah, but you can do that for a minute if you need to. You know, go cry and get it over. Yeah. You know, go deal with it. Feel ashamed of yourself or whatever, yeah. and then get with the business of getting better. Yeah, don't But if you moment. don't have friends that you are able to hear, like, you know, feedback, criticism, then you're missing out on opportunities to improve, and your life is going to be less than it could be. Yes. And, and you should be that friend to others, too. So like you were saying, in other words, you, a minute ago about how people, you need to be around people to make you better. Yeah. Well, you need to be that person for other people, too. Right. You know, help other people along. So, when you know, there's a song, Humble and Kind, Tim McGraw does it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About once you get where you're going, reach back and help the next person in line. Right. Like yeah. that. It's so important to learn and then teach when you learn something good. And you're not wrong about 100%. that. The only, the only counter I can say to that is... You can always teach somebody, but they have to be willing to learn too. Because oh, yeah, if you're right, if you're exactly, teaching yeah. someone that just it hits them in the face and falls to the floor, well, I don't have any use for you. Yeah, I'm not going to continue to waste my time helping people who will not take it. Yeah, that's another reason I got off Instagram. Like I was found myself trying to help people, like and that's my heart. And I wanted to help, right? And then I found those people don't want help; they want to feed their ego. Mm-hmm. So I fuck it, I'm out. Like and it was so easy once I saw all that. I was like, I people that want my help. Will seek me out because they know that that's my heart, right? And otherwise, otherwise, I won't be casting my pearls before the swine. Exactly. And then the things that I follow is just kind of cars, bikes, trucks. So yeah, I've adjusted what I've what I look at. I mean, I have those things that I follow just to feel good or just to laugh or something like that. But it's just I try to do things that are going to be significant yeah. and follow things that are significant. And there is a caveat to trying to help people, and I am very much one that wants to help people. Yeah. But I cannot lose progress to help you. Like there, the caveat to that is you have to be willing to do the work to move forward because I cannot move backwards. To it's help like you. saving a drowning person. If they're continuing to pull you under, you're gonna have to leave them. 
You know what I mean? Like, unless you're going to knock them out and drag them to shore, right? Yeah. Right. Like, but if you're out there trying to save somebody that's drowning, they're like, no, I'm going to stay out here a little bit longer. <laughs> like, no, we're fucking going to die. Yeah, okay. Like, you got to get going. And they don't want to help. Just leave them there, man. And that kind of goes along with what you said. Like, do you have to be willing to help yourself? But, yeah. like, you can't. And it sounds so selfish and sounds like such a dick thing to say. But I, I have struggled for so long to at least get to where I'm at right now. I'm finally happy. I'm finally looking, I'm looking at a different outlook on a lot of things in life. Mm-hmm. My mental health is getting way better. Mm-hmm. My finances are going to start getting better. Uh, like all these things are starting to improve. And I had to work my fucking ass off to get here. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Well, you should or any of that. See, I don't believe in that. I I don't. Me as a person, I don't need that. You're still trying to get the fix that man in the mirror. I get it. But I'm still trying to get to certain things. Right. And I can't lose ground that I've made to to come to come help you. I will help you. I will help anybody do anything they want to do. Because I still have people ask me about gym stuff, about diet stuff, about just you know things like that. I have people ask me that all the time. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. But if it's going to cost me something to help you, it's it, it's it, it's got to be worth it. Yeah. And you only have so much time. The most valuable resource we have is our time. Yes. And how we choose to spend that. Sometimes we don't pay nearly as much attention to that as we do how we spend our money, right. which is not nearly as important. So if I spend an hour helping somebody who don't want any fucking help, there's another person in line that wanted help. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't know to seek help. That's another thing I would say. If Look for the helpers. Find the yeah. people who like to help and get in there with them. They'll help you, mm-hmm. and then you can help them. Absolutely. But now, to, I was going to say about the patting yourself on the back thing. There's a, in my opinion, there's a difference. So like if you pat yourself on the back just long enough, to say, "Hey, I'm fr- I, I went from here, and now I'm here, and I recognize it. Let's go forward. I'm still on the path. Right. That's 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 truly my definition of patting yourself on the back. Yeah. Like, good job, dude. You, you did what you said you're going to do. Keep doing it. Celebrate the, the wins, man. Right. Yes. Because you got to acknowledge it. You can't just go through and it's like, well, I went from here to here and now what do I do kind of thing. Because there's no there's no path continuing that you're giving yourself saying, I've done this for this reason. I'm going to keep doing this for that reason. Yeah. Right. Now, there's other self-validation. People who, right. Self. Uh, and then also that you're, you're looking at the accountability that you held to yourself. And you said, I accomplished that. I held myself accountable and responsible. The other side of that coin when it comes to pat yourself on the back is stroking the ego. You hit that point, and that's where you stay. And you, you only talk about that part of what you've done. You don't progress. That's yeah. like, that is stroking yeah, the ego. Yeah, you just get stuck in the loop. Yeah. So the I, I try not to have an ego. I really do. I, Starve may, the ego, man, as much yeah. as you can. <sighs> so don't hesitate to pat yourself on the back. Just don't. Stay there, where that's the only thing you pat yourself about. Well, here's here's the extent of patting myself on the back. Okay, I will acknowledge that. I will live in that for the moment. But after, but when the moment is over, that I'm over it. Right, and that's how it should be. And then the next day, like, okay, you did this, but that was yesterday. It's time to do something else today. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You Continue have a new opportunity to, to do something else. You have a chance to become another one percent better today. Yeah. Yesterday's over. Like you, you accomplished that. Now keep going. Right. That's what I'm saying. As long as you continue on, it's okay to pat yourself about it. Yeah. Yes. I think there's a there's a guy that I met um, a couple years ago, and 
he supported SmackDown, um, uh, and his name was uh, Brett. Yeah. And Brett said something to me about periodization. He's like, I like to periodize certain things about my life. Like, mm-hmm. And what he's meaning is he rotates priorities so that he doesn't get stuck in a loop. So he maybe focuses his his priority is on his finances for this three months. And then mm-hmm. the next three months it will be. Um, is that our two-hour timer? That yeah, is. our two-hour timer. Um, our, the next bit would be. He's going to work on bulking up or cutting weight. But right. he doesn't. He doesn't try to do all the things all at one time. He focuses the priority of his energies on the one thing that's the most important right then. He moves it to the next thing and the next thing. Right. So you can do that with your self love and self discipline too. There is a time to celebrate the progress you've made. There is, or the you know the achieving of a goal. But then it's time to you know raise your arms to celebrate, mm-hmm. and then it's time to get back to work after you've done that. Yeah, just not your right arm, Josh. Yeah. My right arm's not that bad. What's getting to be not that bad? Yeah. It's that Playboy arm. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that one man solo mission over there in that Game Boy arm of his? Boy. But uh but yeah, it, there's there's definitely the difference between patting yourself on the back and then struggling the ego that you created for yourself. Yeah. People can tell the difference. Yeah. It's just, it's just a person killer. Because whenever that person's just stuck on that ego, when you when you hit it and you hurt it, they don't do anything good about it. They don't try to better themselves over it, and just kills who they are. Yeah, one of your puppies in there has got the sneezes. It's probably zero. All right, so yeah, it's definitely zero. I'm a I'm gonna hit the mute button and go outside and start filling the other tub. I up. got it. I'll go check. You sure? I got it. Well, come on. I know you want to sit here and talk to him. Yeah. Let's talk, bro. It's fine. We yeah. still got time. Oh, man. He boogered up the patch job. You had yeah, to fix but it. I had, yeah, but I the one who oh, fixed it. Oh, you probably need to keep him from fucking it up more. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> I wasn't going to say it that way, but yes. Thanks, dick. <laughs> Sorry. I had, to, I had to keep pulling the covers back on that one. Well, whoever out. wants to take that one, you can have it. Anyway, we're going to do a Cialis commercial ice bath yeah. tonight. Extends. It's going to be great. We, oh, got a, we got a free sample. Lord Jesus. Well, I heard about the, the pants at the wedding. Oh, God. You were there. I know, but I didn't, I didn't see. Uh, it was dark. I, I, you had on I, dark pants, and I wasn't looking, to be honest. I still... Uh, but I heard the reports. The re- Oh, God. I, I I guess that's going to be the story that follows me everywhere now. Really? Is it still a little soft? It's cold as fuck out there, bro. Well, it's what it says. I mean, it, it was. Bring that tub inside and put the heat on it. Between 40 and 120? Well, I and took a no dose, so I'm good to go, bro. Yeah, I had a, really had a rain. Yeah. Yeah, I got more no doses if you want to. No, at this point, I don't, I don't want to put, give you a heart attack. That probably ain't a good I don't idea. Anymore I don't want to go to the hospital on my day off. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really want to get worked on. Yeah, because I've I've seen me work on people. I've seen people worked on. I don't want that for me. Just let me go. I've never seen me in action. No. no. Um, the first time I did compressions on somebody, I. I was doing compressions for 31 minutes straight. Oh. 
how many people were there? Was it just you? Uh, well, I was young and dumb and cocky, oh, yeah. and said that no, nah, I don't need a break. I, need a break. <laughs> I was just being dumb. So that's I all. Like, I like two minutes. I can go longer, but yeah, two minutes is good. I was doing good. Have you ever got? <laughs> Excuse me. I apologize. Mm. Have you ever got to cardiac dump somebody? No comment. Really? I've always wanted I've to do that. I've seen it done. I've always wanted to do that to somebody. Yeah. Always, always, always. Is it filling up, sir? No. Oh, man. Okay. 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 Oh, we ain't got to add no time, bro. We just know we, we're good. You ain't got to stress it. We'll get on there, but we're going to talk a while. We'll make it work. Unless you got a bedtime. I'm all hopped up on Mountain Dew. Well, I forgot that your mic wasn't was was mooted. Yeah, my mm. bedtime was four this morning because I just could not fall asleep to save my uh-huh. life, and then I got up at eight because I don't know how to stay you have asleep. Have an active either. mind. Hmm? You have an active mind at night. Very. Like I could go to bed. I can go to bed at midnight. I'll sleep till about two o'clock, and then every hour on the hour I'll wake up. New so, mattress. Have you gotten a new mattress? I swapped mine. I got okay. a split bed so I can swap in between them. It doesn't matter. Oh. I, I can sleep on the floor. It's still going to be the same uh, sleep schedule. So when are you going to do sleep study? Never. Why? Afraid you might get some results and get it fixed? As a person who's just as bad as I am. I'm making... Uh, you know how many doctor's points I've made already for this year? They try to do the home thing where you can just get it done right. There's Don't go sleep up there. It's the thing. The sleep clinic. They can do it in the home. Find somebody that's willing to work with you. Yep. Yeah. See, look at that. And I don't know why you can't. And I'm not recommending that anybody do this. You know, you should seek your own healthcare advice from a professional and not from a podcast. But why don't people just sell, like, when they, let's, let's say somebody has a, C, a you know, CPAP mm-hmm. and then they pass away? What mm-hmm. happens to the CPAP? I don't know. So why can't the settings, if they, whatever they are, they're going to be eight over five or whatever, the pressure settings. I guess they don't. I don't. Are they really that complicated? I'm asking. Do y'all know? I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm not a respiratory therapist or a pulmonologist. I've been told some of the masks are. I've also been told some of the masks aren't. It just depends, I guess, on the mask and how they fit it. Mm. Uh, I had, mm. I've never. It used would seem one. to me that we could just have a CPAP that's like a basic little setting, and then you know you do it and it help you sleep. Yeah. Or not. I don't know. My dad's BiPAP. I remember his BiPAP was. It seemed like it was just turn it on. Like the pressure was set by somebody already set the pressure, and there's a little. You had a little gauge yeah, the, with a ball that was floating in, it. and if, if you wanted more, you just turn the knob and right, the ball got yeah. a little higher. I don't know, man. Huh? I don't know. I just have questions that haven't been adequately answered. I don't know either. I couldn't tell you. I've never used one. I should probably use one. Maybe Nick, we'll have a you'll have a, somebody on that knows a lot about CPAPs one day. I'm gonna branch out. I'm gonna I'm reaching out get to a, a lot CPAP of people rep. this year to get them on the show. <laughs> gonna try to. I thought about asking uh, my um, my son of a bitch. Orthopedist. I thought uh, about asking, you know, people like that to mm-hmm. come on. 
I asked one of mine, and she said that she couldn't. It'd be, I think she said. Uh, There's not any benefit and a lot of risk from medical dispensing of <clears throat> medical advice because yeah. people will take it and they'll be like, so and so told me I should take 15 BC powders every day, and now I'm bled to death. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? There's aspirin in those BC powders, right? I mean, I'm sorry. At one, at one point in time, I was taking way too much Tylenol. I was taking roughly That'd 10. Fuck up your liver. Yeah. I was taking like 10,000 milligrams a That'd day. That'd make you bleed to death, too. Yeah. I, I just think of Cat Williams talking about aspirin is perfectly legal, but if you take 13 of them motherfuckers, it'll be your last headache. Your eyeballs be bleeding. You'll be bleeding out your ears and your ass. Ugh. So, man, bleeding to death for the colon, that sounds... Do not recommend one of the worst any sort things. of liver failure for anybody. It's terrible. So over the last seven days, I've, hour, uh, I've averaged five hours and nine minutes of sleep. Uh, only mm. have, I have Wednesday... Tuesday and Monday of last week. Uh, I slept for four hours and 44 minutes one night, four hours, 15, another, and then I got six and a half hours. On, sleep is a performance enhancing that. drug, man. It is. Sleep. Hmm. Elevates your mood. In the last 14 days, I have averaged six hours of sleep, and I don't know how accurate that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been sleeping good, man. It, it sounds about right for me. I collectively have gotten an hour and 16 minutes of REM sleep last night. Uh, four hours and 25 minutes of core sleep last night. And an hour and 31 minutes of deep sleep. It's so sleep. good that you let Apple know how much you sleep. Oh, yeah? I'm assuming they, get gar- they do something with all that data. Oh, well... It's okay. Not. The amount of times I yell at Alexa at night. Oh, you're, that's uh, Bezos, ain't it? Yeah, that's Bezos. Yeah, that's Amazon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the amount of the amount of times I wake up to just check the time, just to see what time it is, I woke up. I'm like, oh, it's only been an hour and a half. I've started sleeping on my phone in another room, and with white noise, I take mag, glycinate for the bed, sleep like a rock. Hmm. Well, you saw what I t- uh, take before I go to bed. Just right now, I'm not going to bed. Right, I got you. So the other night, I took 20 milligrams of melatonin. Woke up in three hours. Yeah, I, I don't think that's working. The way I've taken should. melatonin before. That was one of the worst nights of sleep I've ever had in my life. I stopped taking melatonin. <clears throat> I mean, it just wasn't working very well. Doesn't do yeah. nothing for me. Ambien makes me angry. Yeah, fuck Ambien. That's the devil drug right that's, there. That's so bad. It's just that shit so is bad so for you. So fucking bad. So that and is that pure. People get away with prescribing that shit. Fuck those motherfuckers. That shit is poison. Yeah. So my dad took some for bed. He would take it for bed, and he mm-hmm. worked shift work, and uh, it was crazy <laughs> the stuff that he would do. And I don't want to embarrass him on the radio, but well, I got a I got a buddy of mine who's a cop. Uh, I won't say where, but he's in this county. Uh, he he's told me. Plenty of times he's pulled somebody over and they are sleep driving. Yes, yeah. it happens. Isn't that the scariest fucking thing you ever yeah. heard in your life? You yes. Get up and get up and cook meals, uh, do things. Uh, God knows what you've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you have no recollection of it. Yeah. How fucking scary is that? Like you just and they know that that drug does that shit and they sell the fuck out of it. Yeah, oh yeah, and people are like, I can't live without my Ambien. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. You'd probably live a lot longer without your Ambien too. Yeah, but that's how they feel. You know, mm-hmm. they've got their mind, you know, this is so important. I must take it every night. 
That's like with this shoulder shit I'm going through. They they were telling me what's today? Yesterday when I was at the doctor at the actually at the orthopedist was telling me all the stuff they're gonna send me home with and they said a muscle relaxer and I said no. <clears throat> she then the, the, I guess she's a nurse. She looked at me, she said, What? I said, I you can write me the prescription for it. I'm not gonna take it. That's what I told him. <clears throat> I don't want it. I, I don't as and even as me personally, I have zero narcotic tolerance as it is. Mm. And I know what's going to happen if I take that shit. I'm just going to be, I will be a fucking. Flexoril makes me real lethargic and like hungover, like feeling like I feel real sluggish. And That's and how fog. I felt on Ambien. I, I felt broke sluggish. My... I felt, I felt sluggish. I felt like I passed out for eight hours and then I, I woke up just flat out angry. I rearranged my furniture on Ambien. See, we're at what? Probably 12 years ago. I broke two bones in my elbow. And they sent me home with Percocet. Oh, fun. <clears throat> and it had the ones with the little green and red spots on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those were. I took one. I took one of them bitches. And <laughs> I, I took slept a bunch for, of them at Red Brick. <laughs> I slept for 10 <laughs> fucking hours. And um, I woke up and could barely move. Like I, It took me a whole day to get over that. I was like, man, fuck this. I'm not taking this yeah, shit. I'd have those kind of days naturally. Like there's days where my body just couldn't stay awake anymore, and I would sleep for ten to twelve, fourteen hours. And there's there was a day where she came home from, or she started her her day at eight thirty. She left for work, started me, uh, like started checking on me before she left. I slept through through lunch. She came home after work, and I was still sleep. And she worked like a ten hour day of the day, and I was still just dead to the world. That's not good. But yeah, I'd have those uh, every three to four months. I'll just have a day where I sleep all day. And I I'm one of those people that I can function on four hours of sleep. Yeah, so do I. I do I, it regularly. It ain't great though. Well, I usually I like have seven to eight if I can get it. I uh, dude, I don't know what I would do if I slept eight hours. We I generally know. go to bed. I would say we generally bed by nine thirty, and we're uh, I'm up at four seventy four forty five or five. Usually. That's almost seven hours there. Yeah, that's a work day. And if it's not a work day, I, I sleep till six. I usually have one day, maybe two, during the week or on the weekend where I don't set an alarm and I just sleep until I wake up. But my body is so fucking attuned <laughs> Same. to getting to getting up early that I can't sleep past like six. Yeah. And then I'll try to force myself to sleep more. And I'm just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. My solution for that is naps. So I can't nap. I can nap certain days. Like if I'm tired, I have some, you know, a few days have caught up to me. I'll, I'll be like, let's, I'm going to get a nap. I try to pull a nap on Sundays. I can't. If I nap during the day, I won't sleep. At it's night. also a performance enhancer, too. Like I do a little Sleeping. power naps. Naps every are now awesome, and then. man. Get you a nap before you work out. Mm-hmm. Take a little yeah. 30 minute nap. That's it. Crush it, man. But uh, right before you go fight David, you know, I mean Goliath, you need to go take your little nap. Yeah. So my sleeping issue has been so bad. Before in high school, I'd be up for two or three days at a time, just up, can't sleep. Mm. And then I would have a crash night where I'd sleep the eight hours or so. Then another two or three days would go by before I fall asleep again. Yeah. So now, uh, the job I'm at now, I go to bed at midnight. I wake up about six, six fifteen. But there's another job that I had. I would go to bed at midnight, wake up at three in the morning, 
and then drive an hour and a half one way to go to work, come home, and then wait, spend time with the lady I was dating at the time, and then fall asleep at midnight because she got off at 11. So I spent an hour with her and go to to sleep for three hours and do it all over again. And she would always ask, why do you feel like doing anything? Really? You get more sleep in two nights than I do all week. That's why I don't want to do anything. When I get emotional about something, if I'm getting upset, I realize that, oh, I might be tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> might need to go take a nap. I'll feel better about this in the morning. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where the meaning of sleep on it comes from. Yep. If you're if you're upset or something's bothered, you're like, just go take a nap. And if you're still bothered when you wake up, apparently it was more important than what it was. And give yourself a little grace when you're tired. Mm-hmm. You're not you when you're hungry. Sleepy, Snickers. Tired. Okay. Exhausted. Hmm. I, I'm guilty of that, <clears throat> of when I'm overtired or something like that, just not having adequate control of my emotions. But I'm aware of that now, so I'll I will let the people that are close to me know, like, hey, it has not been a good day. So give me a little bit, give me a little grace here, because I am in a foul mood, and I just have, I, like, I'm drained. I'm done. I have no fuse for. Anything like that today, and I do not want to take it out on you. If I can't reset, if I can't take a deep breath and hit the reset button, I'll be like, I need a nap, or I'm Mm going to need you to step away from me for a minute while I get my shit together, because I don't want to say or do anything that I will regret. Same. Being angry like that's for the birds. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Hey. Deep breath. Woosah. Let it Take out. a breath. Get in that cold tub. Reevaluate. Take a step back and realize that you're being a dick. Yeah, your ego is showing. Yep. You may want to tuck that away. Man, killing your ego is one of the greatest things you can do. Ego death. The ego death, man. That's some of the best shit ever you can do when you realize that you are not hot shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like you, you are dust on like a you rock. Are a, you are a speck. In the time in the in the sand dial of life, or not sand dial, the um, fuck timeline. Whatever, I'm just dumb. Never mind. You're not dumb. No, finish your thought. Just you're almost nothing. You are a blink of an eye worth of time in this whole scheme of the universe. You are no special, no more special than anybody else. We're all made up of the same shit. One of trillions. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. We think we hot shit. So important. Like my, my opinion matters. I need to put this out here for all the world to see. It's it fine. I had this thought yesterday. Public speaking. People love it or hate it. Getting up in front of a crowd of, say, 500 people. Yeah. You love it? Well, I don't love it, but I'm capable of it. I'm going to say I can do it. If I you need could to. do it. Yeah. You'd have some nervousness, some apprehension, maybe. You, you definitely would. Prepare your thoughts at least. I right? would be very, very prepared going in front of a group that big. Yeah, but people wouldn't. will, without a moment's hesitation, put their dumbass opinion out on social media in front of millions of people potentially to see, without any sort of thought. That's another thought I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done it. I'm guilty of it myself. Like oh, it yeah. matters. I'm like, oh, I got to say something about this because I, I, you know, this triggered me. It pissed me off or whatever. Yeah. Fuck you, Daniel. 
Your opinion don't matter. It's it's so crazy <laughs> to think. And again, I have to fall back on what I know with this, and that comes back to the fire service of being prepared. Like when you are when you are standing at the front of the class looking back at people, it is it is it would behoove you to be the expert on that topic in that room. Yeah. Because how are you going to teach me something you don't know shit about? Right. So I that would to, that I've, would be like good. Just and the, and I had a very critical thought process of what you just said of going in front of a crowd that big. Like I would want a solid week of preparation before I did that. Of going I would want over, I would want to be well rehearsed. I to, yeah. I was thinking that one of the things I would definitely do would be rehearse what I'm going to say. Yeah, like what, I would. I would have re- like I've to the point practice where I've, maybe in front of the mirror a few times. Practice in front of the mirror. I've I've gone as far as to record things as a rehearsal and listen back to that and see what I want to change about what I've said. Mm-hmm. Just that that was the thought process I was going through in that brief moment when you were talking about being in front of a crowd that big of how much preparation I would do yeah, before but, I did that. Yeah. So when you go on somebody's, they post something on social media and then you jump in with your little comment. Is it how much thought and preparation do we put into that? I know yeah. sometimes not very much, but I would take the same approach going but, in front of a crowd of 20. Yeah, but it's public speaking, though, in a manner of speaking. Yes. Yeah, but it's, fa- it's funny to me that people are not nervous about that at all. Like, they will say some shit with their thumbs that they would not dare say in front of 500 oh, people. Oh, bro, man, there's so much that people yeah. get away with saying on social media that they would never fucking say in right. front of a person. Yeah. Mike Tyson was one of my, has one of my favorite <laughs> quotes ever in life of... Um, it's easy to be badass, but it's what was it? It's like um, social media has made people too comfortable with not getting punched in the mouth. Yeah, something everybody like has that. a plan. Everybody has a plan to get punched in the mouth. Yeah, that something like that. That's what he said. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's why I was saying. Like I, I fumbled on it. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, you got. I understand what you're going with. It's funny to me. It's ironic that people, you know, will do that and they won't back it up. Yeah. They just want to say it with their thumbs. They got to get it out there, but they wouldn't do that publicly. And, you know, they won't never take a position in front of 500 people. Oh, hell no. They'd rather die. Yeah. Than take a position in front of 500 people. And I've, I've, well, I've they have 500 I've, fucking followers and they will mouth the fuck off. Oh, yeah. You yeah. get those people that just, that, and, and as you said, I will, I will also say, about. <laughs> I have, I have done that. Like I've put, like my opinion fucking mattered so much that I had to put it out there. Yeah. Now, I post like I know I post a lot, and I, the, the, before I got hurt, I posted a lot on Instagram and Facebook. But I had a specific thing that I was wanting to post, and a reason why I was wanting to post what I was posting. Like, it's very rare that you see a post that involves my kids on on social media. It's rare. Yeah, like, I'm not saying I don't do it, but it is it doesn't happen very often. Like I'll put myself out there on some things, but a lot of mm-hmm. that is being accountable. Like an ice bath picture right, on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. That's an accountability yes. thing for me. I get you. Um, a workout or something like sure. that. That's an accountability thing for me because I've had in the past, I've had people ask me, Hey, did you train today? And it's also hey, lets people know that you trained and they're, they're looking to see that you're accountable and they're, they're playing the game with you. Yeah. And yeah. it blows my mind that Jim Allen tells me every time I talk to him that I inspire him. Yeah. Like bro, how of a person of your caliber how is it that I am what inspires you? That blows my fucking mind. And that's something I, that's, that's pride. I know, Lord Jesus, I know that if there was one evil thing I am eat up with, it is pride. I am eat the fuck up with it. 
which is one of the reasons why I have to, like, I don't feed my ego. I do not. Mm-hmm. I can because I'm so fucking prideful with, with and that, things. I will, say, I will say this about it. That's one thing. When I got into Strongman, I had never gotten to compete as a child in the sport at yeah. all. I never got to compete against my peers. Neither did I. So it was like I didn't get to play baseball nope. the, in the little league. I didn't get to play football. Like go against, you know, take the ball and see if I could run that guy. I never got to do any of that. Didn't get to play. I played pickup basketball a lot. That, you know, we would go to the hood and play or play at some church parking lot. We'd do that a lot, but it was never organized. And it was always like just I would love to competition. I wanted to compete so bad. Yeah. So when I found Strongman late in my 30s, 38, 39, I was like, man, this is a chance for me to compete, man. And it fed my ego. And I, you know, I loved it. I was like getting stronger, and I was getting stronger, and then I was, and I was beating people, you know, that were bigger than me. And I'm like, man, this is just feeding my ego so much, and I got stuck in this loop of like constantly feeding that loop, and it's stuck over and over and over. Yeah. And it's like something just snapped one day, and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like this mm-hmm. is good and useful, and I've learned a lot. <clears throat> and I can influence people in a positive way and other people have, can have a positive influence on me, but maybe it's time for me to grow into something different or new or, you know, yeah. another something else that will be more useful. I can't stroke that ego, man. I cannot. Yeah. So it's like, I need to, I can compete and I look forward to competing at red brick, but, um, the, I don't feel like it's to stroke the ego. Like it had been in the past. Right. I, I wanted to support. I want to compete and go hang out with my friends. And I want to do as well as I can. And I know when they say go and flip that switch that that competitive nature is going to come to the surface. But I'm going to, my goal in this prep is to starve the ego. And Speaking to, of red brick, Zach Rounds Bill will be on the shows February the 4th. Zach, he's going to do great. You know, he's, 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 uh, he's got a lot of things going on, man. I'm privy to. I don't want to bust his bubble or, or, or let anything Which, out. But <laughs> with Zach yeah. being who Zach is, Zach is great, man. Zach. It is a huge addition to Massa, Massa Rocks. He got, uh, what, promoter, co promoter of the year. Yeah, him uh, and uh, who else swag won? comp or something. He won a, two or three things. He did win. And I have uh, to say that Strongman. the swag bag that was given out at Red Brick was by far the best one I got that year. Yeah. I'm still pulling shit out of it. Yeah. It was, he'll have more this year. Oh, I can't wait. And have, I, you looked, have you gone to the website, Massive Rocks, and looked at all the uh, sponsors that are on the page? And, I sure haven't, Mr. Tate. Why don't you tell us about well, some of that? You should go check it out. Go look at the page. Go sign and get people to sign up. Man, I know you're signed up already, but... Send your friends to Massa.rocks. Go check it out. Yeah. Red Brick Rumble. Mississippi Association of Strength Athletes. And they is have be the doing some amazing things. comp in September. I can't remember what day that is. I know it's, I think it's in September toward the end of the year. But uh, he's doing great, man. We have I'm a, happy for y'all. We have a team meeting Saturday. Nice. We have a lot to discuss. Lots of plans this year. Yeah. Well, tell us, like, tell us where Massa came from. Like, how Massa, did. So me and Joe, Joey got on the phone one day. I was going to work, and Joey called me. Talk, he was wanting to talk about uh, how he could volunteer and some of his equipment to for a strongman comp. And as we got to talking, we got he got to, to talking to me about the business model of uh, how the amateur strongman world was built. Mm-hmm. And as you know, when you go into the sport of strongman, you have to buy entry fee to a comp. But with that entry fee to the comp, you also have to have a membership to Strongman Corporate USS, which is going to be an annual fee. Um, 
And then when a comp is actually done, the promoter goes to that organization and pays a fee to that organization. And in return, that promoter is allowed to run a comp. And they that's what they can do. They don't get much with it. They might get some insurance, um, but they get they get the insurance aspect of it covered, the event insurance. And some of those may require you to get your own event insurance as well. Yeah. Um, so we were looking at it <clears throat> through that lens and then seeing these promoters that are putting on shows that are uh, getting volunteers to come help judge and all that. And none of that was covered by any of the entrants. We didn't get anything back. Like trophies aren't covered by your uh, the, for the promoter, the promoter pays a fee, but they don't get anything in return. And yeah. in return for your membership, you don't get like a newsletter or any coupons. You don't get anything in return for your membership. You just get the pleasure of being able to compete at a comp. Yeah. Right? yeah. So we were talking about trying to make the comps better. Well, Joey was like, well, I'm not really interested in helping somebody make their comp better, you know, like for free. I'm going to spend all my time and my money and all my equipment. And I'm going to bring it down there. I'm going to set up sound and lights for a comp. And, you know, I've got $20,000 worth of sound equipment and lights and all this. And if I'm going to use that for that, what do I get out of it? You know, I just get the pleasure of helping them grow their comp and help Strongman Corp or USS grow their business, but it's not really helping the community so much, you know, like, so we wanted to do it in a more, a fashion that was more transparent and more streamlined where it's like, okay, here you can sign up to compete. We're going to take your money for your compete fee. We're going to give you a t-shirt and we'll give you a chance to win some cash and we're going to give you a trophy. And you, because, and with that member, with that payment of the entry fee, that's also your membership fee. Yeah. So now you're a member of Massa. So we have Massa Social where you can go on and share information. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to keep data. That was another thing that I was super passionate about. Um, so we look at coming at from like a nonprofit, uh, kind of like Goodwill. So you take yourself down to Goodwill. They, you know, they have a little shop you can buy stuff from, yeah. right? Um, so that was kind of our goal was to track data more accurately because the data that was being tracked on Strongman Corp was not usable like you couldn't go to your name and click on josh odom and see all the comps that josh odom had done it was not integrated that way really there's nothing that keeps track of that um yeah, they got a pdf like iron podium is keeping up with it somewhat now but iron podium is only able to gather the data as the promoter enters it on their on the front on the back you know with the user end so on if the, the back end yeah, so if they foul up the data on that end, it may you may not know you may know who won, but you may not know how many reps they did. And if you know how many reps they did, you may not know how much weight it was. Yeah. So a lot of times you'll just know the event, like thirteen inch deadlift, and they got six reps. Well, how much did it weigh? Yeah, it's not there. <sighs> so what we what I wanted to do, and with Joey's expertise, we were able to set up a website where we could track the data, integrate the data. You can click. On your name, eventually, you'll be able to click on your name, and you'll be able to pull up your profile, and it'll have all your stats, how much you weighed, um, what day it was. might have a video that you uploaded for that lift. Yeah. Like, all this stuff can be integrated, but it has to be done from the floor, like, from the start. They like have to build that from the ground up. Yeah. All the coding and all the stuff <clears throat> on the website has to be done right. So, you have, he's the computer expert. I'm just the idea generator. So, I'll email him ideas. Zach will email him ideas, and he makes it come to life on the page, him and Adam, his son. 
I will say that if you're looking, if you need somebody to be involved with that, that's got a brain for that and is super good at that, Matt Farino. Okay. Dude. Yeah. That guy him is and Joey so could awesome. get together. The problem then becomes like, we're doing it as a nonprofit. And Strongman Corp, USS are doing it for profit. Mm-hmm. So they their model is geared toward getting pros and getting them paid. Our model is geared toward getting amateurs a chance to compete. Yeah. So all these people that are never going to win World's Strongest Man can have a chance to compete and win cash and win trophies um, for their efforts at being a better human. Yeah. And us putting on competitions in various sports, strength sports, like powerlifting, CrossFit style games, Highland Games style games. I don't want to, you know, we're calling them that, but they're not affiliated with us in any manner. We're not using their workouts, but it would be a style of competition that's similar to the CrossFit issue so y'all are going to do like all facets of strength and, uh, yeah so any promoter anybody that has an idea it's like hey look you don't need strongman corpse permission to do this yeah you can just do it yeah you can do what you want it's america it's america fuck yeah fuck yeah america, so that kind of the freeness yeah. of it now um we want people to be safe and we you know we have certain uh obligations to the community to make sure that they can come compete and compete in safe competitions and things like that. So we work to make sure that happens. Yeah. Um, so we have a, uh, a, a board of people who are committed to that end and they, we get together and we talk, share email, share information is to try to grow the sport in Mississippi and just, you know, show other people a path to competing and yeah. amateur strength sports. that isn't, um, as driven. That's as, so awesome. Yeah. And by the greed for money, you know, and everybody wanting to get paid. It's like, okay, promoter's doing a great job. People get to play. And the athlete gets paid at the end of the day if they win. And y'all have such a fantastic facility up there. Oh, the health With place. the Baptist Health Complex. Yeah. Dude, that's got to be the best. That, that I will say that's the best gym I've ever been in in my life. Yeah, it's a very good <clears throat> very good gym. Um, it, And that community's very good, too. There right is, there by that Christian campus. and Yeah. Um, literally a place that can genuinely say there is something for everybody yeah, they at got that swimming place. and everything every, they got, i think they got a cold plunge too yeah they've got i wanted to do that after red brick but i didn't get the chance i um, to check that out because we had to go back to uh the tate house because you know i dropped a 200 pound fucking sandbag on my head and i was like <sighs> hey neck feeling man uh not good and i'm going to a chiropractor next week this for this coming week to start um, working on that because I've been having a lot of migraines and I think that's where it stems from. Like I can feel it right here at the base of my skull, at the start of my cervical spine, and it feels like something is inside doing like that. I have a and, bone spur. Bro, it fucking hurts. It It is miserable. Like I try not to complain about things uh, that hurt. Yeah. That shit fucking hurts. Yeah, I and that's a, that is a genuine migraine trigger for me now. Uh and it's one. Of, it's not just like a one I can kill in four or five hours. Like if I get a migraine from it starting back here, I've got that bitch for three fucking days. <clears throat> so yeah. I'm going Wednesday immediately after work to That's, see a chiropractor. I think finding somebody that can help you fix your body, like Andrew Duggar, helped me yeah. with, with my injury. Um, I tore my bicep. It wasn't strongman associated, but tore the bicep. Had to have it re- reattached to the bone and then rehabbing with somebody that can help you is really mm. good. You're one of the reasons, like you and I think, who was it? It might have been Dennis Long. Yeah. They were talking about post bicep detachment training. Yeah. 
like on press days, I do bicep curls as a warm up now. Yeah. Doing like the th- doing over like regular bicep curls and hammer curls to make sure that the whole the whole head of the bicep is warm for mm-hmm. a press. Yeah. That's that's because of y'all. Yeah, there and I've learned so much from Andrew about the subscap and how to rotate your shoulder, you know, your humerus externally. I had issues with my elbow and my scapula that he helped with that. So it's so important, important to find somebody to give you some good information about that. Yeah. As opposed to just Googling shit and you you know, you don't even maybe misdiagnosing yourself. Yeah. That's why the people that have experienced those things like that, I, I want to hear what they've said because I want to do things as preventatives. So I yes. don't have to experience that. Yeah, we were fooling with a hammer early. He has a real heavy hammer that you can do like this. Some of the exercises that I was doing is rehab. I would like to try to do is continued training. Yeah. So that if it was good for rehab, why wouldn't it be good for just general training? Yeah. Like you one know, of the stretches. Not I to had. overload it to the point where you injure yourself, but to progressively overload it past <laughs> the point of where the rehab guy, the therapy guy's like, okay, now you're good to go. Yeah. What'd you find out, sir? It's still a bit squishy, and also it was letting some water drain out. I put some water in it, and I still found a leak. Damn it. Well, I guess we won't have our Cialis Maybe cold plunge to tonight. The beach together. That might work. I like long walks on the beach. Short walk on the beach. <laughs> Just there and back. That, that is A-OK. We will still I mean, be I doing... might be short on money, bro, but I'm long on some time. Yeah. I can sacrifice some sleep tonight. Well, we will still be doing cold plunges tonight after the show. Yes. Good. Right now it's 44, so I think it's still going to be cold. Okay. Oh, yeah, it'll be plenty cold. It ain't cold as it's going to be next week. Supposed yeah. to get down to the teens next week. I can't yeah. wait to get up in the morning, go out there and break that ice and I, get dude, in I that think motherfucker. I, I, wanna, I hope that it does partially freeze here. And, and my ego is like, I want a video. Fuck that. I'm going to do it with no video. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell a motherfucking soul. <clears throat> but you know you did it. Damn right. Yeah. Hell there, yeah. There may at least be a picture sent from one Aaron person might, on the couch. She'd be like, this is crazy ass. But I think that day she's going to be, I might be able to do it before she gets up. It'll be, well, bef- it'll be before this, this podcast will not have aired. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I might text you and be like, I did it. And that's yeah. all I'll say. Send, like, send me a picture from it. No, no, no. No pictures. Why? Uh, ego. Okay. Mm, but it would it I would fuel mine, me to do yours. I think it's not I think yours. it's different. I think it'd be different uh, in the aspect between you two. I'm you thinking of it as an it. accountability thing. I was gonna say, well, it's, you just want a picture. Yeah. It might just be a picture of the sky, or just like before you get in, just take a picture of, of it. the ice. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. send it to and me. Then and maybe I'm send gonna, a picture of the broken ice after. Yeah. And, and I'm water see, everywhere. I'm gonna okay. see a picture, but of not that. me in it. Okay. Right. Yeah. You don't have no other details. You don't have to be in the... In I'm into this starving the ego thing. Yeah. And I'm going to see that and think, fuck, now I got to do it. But that can get tricky, though, because then your ego can get caught up in the ego starving thing. Yeah. That can, well, that's real. I know. It just depends on how you treat your ego. Yeah, it's like I'm proud of being humble. Oh, damn, that's good. Yeah. I've met people like that, and it's damn. fucking disgusting. I can't stand it. Like, you've got to be real. you got to be genuine as best as you can. Like authentic with yourself. I can't stand that. I'm proud to be humble shit. Dude, like, that's good shit. Man. Like just be that and don't fucking say it. Like you are so adamant about letting people know that you're humble that you lose your humility. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, like that's not you've lost you've lost it. You've lost what you were after. That is a plague. Mm-hmm. Bro. 
Yeah, I saw why, it in the cult a lot. That is so awesome. That's, that's why when people have told me, it's like, you're one of the, you're, you're one of the greatest people I know. It's like, I don't know, I'm just decent. That's what I tell people like, too. They'll be like, "You're the best that this, or you're the best that I said, dude." I'm striving for mediocrity. Like, like yeah, yeah, I promise you, I know people that are ten times better yeah. at all of this shit than me. It's just that you have such had such shitty experiences with shitty humans that you think I'm great. I'm fucking barely making it. Like yeah. the what I strive for, <laughs> like, and this is not this this is not just a Jocko thing. There's another a couple of other influences on that, uh-huh. but good. Like yeah. that's. Good, just striving like for that, good. Yeah, but it's like because well, here's the here's where that comes from, and this might not sound popular. This might not be a popular whatever, but part of that's from Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby opened up one of his comedy specials talking about, um, you know, talking about where um, children get brain damage from. He says all children are born with brain damage. You know, have you ever heard of that? I guess yeah. yeah. Squished. <laughs> yeah. So he found. Where it comes from, it's in the Bible. It's in the book of Genesis. But that's that's di- that's part of this, the different part of what he says. He says that God uses the word good, like he like he created the world and saw the world and saw yeah, that it made, was good. He made and the it, heaven and the earth, and he yeah. said it was good. And he said it was good. Man uses words like awesome, like hyperbole, like the man, like God makes a tree and says it's good. And man makes a refrigerator and says it's awesome. It's the best it's the ever. Best of best. This <laughs> last ten years, and then or you know, until the warranty runs out. God makes a rabbit and says it's good. And man makes a car and says it's spectacular. Yeah. And look at the, my car, piece of shit, Mercedes. Yeah, the refrigerator stops running and the wheels fall off the car, but the rabbit's still jumping yeah, around. The and still trees growing. The car with fucking tape. Yeah. So that was part of where good came from. Yeah. Like just striving to like be it. good. So, and then, you know, if you haven't watched the video of, you know, Jocko talking about the word good, please do. Please watch that. Share that if you see it. Yeah. <clears throat> my, my thing is, I just then want to then log off your Instagram for the last time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to treat people with dignity. Yeah. And I want to treat them with respect. I want them to be not necessarily like happy with me, but just happy with the interaction. Because if you, if you go into somebody's, bubble and you decide to bust their bubble and not for a good reason then what what are you helping them with how are you bettering them like being brutally honest for the sake of being brutal um no more like being brutally honest to belittle because you can be honest Uh, and build somebody up yeah to put somebody down yeah i (laughs) get what you're saying so like when josh and i have our talks the other day uh we had a very serious talk because he was just in a bad space but he put himself there yeah. And I told him, I was like, dude, what you're doing is fucking bullshit. What you're doing is you're going into a hole and you're hiding and you're staying in that hole until you feel like it's okay to come out because the world has now disappeared because you made it disappear, yeah. basically. Well, he looked at me, he's like, I didn't expect you to say it that way. It's like, oh, trust me, it's about to get a lot worse. And it did. But I never belittled him about it. I was just telling him the way I saw it. And it's like, hey, man, it's going to be better it's only be better when you make it better. Because right now you're not making it better. You're sitting there, you're being stagnant, you're not growing. Yeah. And he thought about it for what a couple days? Like, it was like yeah, mine old, for a couple days. I'm holding over. Because it was it was a little tense here for a little while. Well, that was no that was a different conversation. The one where 
you're in the room, not the one we had where you were here on the couch. Oh yeah, okay. Talk about the one where you were in the room. That mm. that one. That yeah, that that was kind of that was just a bad day for both of us. But the one where, where he was in, in the room, like he put himself there. He put him in a legitimate dark. He put space. himself in timeout. It wasn't even timeout though. That's the thing. Like he just there was just no time. Timeout is one thing because you're going to go back into it. He was just there. He was <sighs> just barely existing. Yeah, and it wasn't healthy. I was just a shell of a person. Yeah, and then when I told him what he's doing is bullshit because he said he wants to be better. Well, you're not being better by what you're doing to yourself. Yeah, yeah. this was right after we did our mental yeah. health series, uh, and I was I'd fallen and I was not adhering to anything that I had said. And Jake, being a wonderful human and well, one of my absolute best friends in the entire fucking universe, called me on my shit. Yeah. Like you literally talked about this in one of your videos, and you're fucking doing it. Yeah, it's important to season it and to come from love. If yeah. you, if, and I think as we were somebody else and I were talking about virtues, and love, I think is the most important virtue. And as cliche as it sounds, sometimes virtue is its own reward. So you do a virtuous thing, and you don't get a treat. Yeah. You don't get a reward. You don't get a pat on the back from anybody except maybe yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the only pat on the back you're going to get. And you need to be okay with that. Yeah. I've I've grown and I've learned to take that. Yeah. You're not a puppy. You don't get a treat. Right. And there's definitely times where like we compliment each other, but there's also plenty of times we're out and about in the world where we do something for us. It's great. We pat ourselves on the back about it, but everybody else is just like, oh, that's nobody's going to notice this. It's a huge PR for you. You know, you right. did something and you mentally did it right. Right. And then, and that's why I was saying, like, I want to treat people with, with the respect that I'll give them. I'm not going to over respect. I'm not going to bow at their feet saying they're the best of all, all time at this thing. It's like, you've be, done yeah, a great job. Yeah. Like, you've done a great job being the best at what you do, but I'm going to be the best at what I do. And I know you can't do it just because I know in the same fashion, I can't do what you do right. that that great. So I give people their, their props and then we both go about our day. And as long as I make your day better in some fashion, I'm happy with me about it. But I don't necessarily think that y'all should, should be sugarcoating everything and saying things that people are doing bad in a way that don't make them think about what they're doing. Oh yeah. Like this whole, the body positivity movement where it's like, you can be, as long as you're happy with yourself, it doesn't matter. You know, like the consequence, you know, the consequences be damned. You know, you just love yourself no matter what. You no. Know, don't try to self improve. Yeah. You know? like that's like, no, you, I understand being comfortable for yourself is one thing, Yeah, but when it becomes a medical liability to yourself, no. Yeah, I, I, I can't support that. Yeah, and I, I've been um, ignorant on a lot of things a long time, and I try to shave that down a little bit. I realize the more that I learn, the more I don't know. It's like a vast ocean of stuff I don't know, and I know just a little tiny sliver of it. And the more mm-hmm. I learn, the more I'm like, okay, now I realize I might know a little bit more, but now I see all that that I don't know over there. Yeah. And the body, the the body positivity thing, I just cannot support that. I cannot because you're literally allowing yourself to have a poisoned mind, a poisoned mindset. Like, hey, I was not an pounds. honest I- interaction. You're lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I weigh 400 pounds, and there's nothing wrong. And with I love that. myself. Yeah, I mean, you can. 
but there need, there's something about you that's unhealthy and maybe you shouldn't love that you should try to fix that yeah under loving yourself because like self-love is necessary like you have to have some form of that to exist and that is one of my greatest struggles in life is self-love i'm going to openly admit that but if your self-love is toxic to the point of I'm fat and I'm weak and I'm okay with that and it's okay I if you are too. I picked the body positivity. It can be any personal defect and, and, and not just the lack of your ability to control the shit you put in the hole under your nose. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's how you talk to your spouse. Yeah. You know, or how you treat your kids or how you interact with people in public. You know, you go to the bank and they, they fuck up your shit and you can't be patient at all. You just lose your shit immediately. Like you don't have any other virtues. All you have is what body positivity or self love. Yeah, like, I, I, you have to be honest with yourself yeah. and you look in the mirror and just have an honest self assessment. And when you say you love yourself, maybe you struggle with saying love yourself, but you should treat yourself. And I got this from Jordan Peterson. You should treat yourself as though you're responsible for taking care of yourself. So, yeah. like, you're your child. Like, how you would care for your infant child, then you should care for yourself that way. And primarily because you have an obligation to do so for yourself. But if mm -hmm. you take care of yourself that way, then you're better able to take care of other people and you can help those people around you. So that group of five people is your dogs. You're not a liability in that situation. Like, if you're in a survival situation with your five friends, yeah, and that's that's what I've been telling a bunch of people that I know. That they've been having all these issues like in their wedding or not in their wedding, but in their marriages Marriage. or just with themselves. Whatever's like it's if you can't take care of you, how do you expect to take care of somebody else? And I'm I'm seriously guilty of that. And I've been working on that for the last year now. When I got divorced ten years ago, not ten years ago, twenty years ago, almost. So Miles is nineteen. I got divorced when he was one. So 18 years of divorce. So for the first eight years, I was trying to figure out how to deal with the shit that I had, all the mistakes I had made up to that point. Like I was just continuing to make them. I was piling mistake after mistake after mistake. And then finally I got to the point. I was like, you know what? I can stop smoking. That'll be an improvement. Mm -hmm. So I put down the cigarettes and then I couldn't quit smoking. I'd bum cigarettes when I was drunk. So then I quit drinking alcohol. So that was like the first step toward, I guess, getting it together. Right. And then, like, I just started working on a little, I'd pick up a new thing. You know, I'd be like, what am I going to work on now? It was like, so then I was like, okay, I can't even hardly walk. I'm going to run as far as I can. And then I was got to where I could run like five miles. And then I was like, I was in the gym running one day. It was fucking cold and raining outside. And these guys were lifting weights. And I was like, I wonder how much I can bench. And then that's how I got into strength sports, you know. But it's like I constantly wanted to get better and better and better. And some, some, you know, to just chip away at that yeah. fuck up that was that guy eight years after that uh, divorce and all the shit. Like, I was just not, I had no self-respect. So I had to generate, become a reason, find reasons to respect myself for, and then stick to it for a little while. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, if I want to find a wife, I have to be the kind of guy that a good woman would want to marry. And I got really lucky. Real yeah, fucking did. lucky. Uh, like I've said before, and we say all the time on the show, 
of how much we love the Tates. Well, if you love the Tates, you love the Tates because the t- Aaron made the Tates better because I was a piece of shit. And then, you know, we started, I started working on me a little bit mm-hmm. at a time. And then she came in, she's like, some other stuff needs to be tightened up too. Yeah. You know, so. You know, so iron sharpens man. iron and we definitely frictionize each other <clears throat> on the daily. That's good. Y'all are so wonderful, man. Man, and just, we got a lot of work to do to get. I do anyway. She's a saint. Being around y'all makes me happy. Makes me want to be better. Makes well, I me want to be a positive influence. Y'all, I really y'all do. are absolutely are, dude. I love y'all so fucking much. Y'all are two of my we favorite you, humans man. in the entire universe. Well, enough, enough kissing my ass. Let's talk about something else. I wanted to find an excuse to use the word sycophant in this episode. Use what? Sycophant, ass kisser. Oh. I love you, man. You're not. I appreciate what you <laughs> appreciate you the positive words about me, but it's making me a little uncomfortable. I was gonna say the one thing I have I've had to work on this past year about me was codependency. I didn't know that was my issue. I, I had multiple conversations. You had a conversation with Josh about it. And I didn't know what it was. So this thanks this past Thanksgiving, I spent Thanksgiving alone, but I did it by choice. I, I decided to stay here. I didn't know why I wanted to be home. I don't know why I wanted to be by myself. I just knew that I wanted to be alone and i needed i needed that to understand what it's like to be alone on a holiday that you're supposed to be surrounded by your family and your loved ones and everything because like i said i was i was struggling because of my divorce uh i knew that didn't didn't necessarily do everything wrong i didn't do everything right but i was honest with her i i didn't do anything behind her back you know i i got two lacks around here um other issues like this, I was really relaxed on, but it was all, like, everything I was doing was to make her happy to find my happy. So when Thanksgiving rolled around, I was like, I need to figure out what makes me happy in moments like this. And then just having my dogs made me happy. Just having them just, just be by myself with my dogs, enjoy the night. And that was a, a big ego booster to me because I learned that I don't need people. You can enjoy your own company. I, right. I, I don't need people. My dogs were here. I, uh, my boy was tucked up behind my legs. The girl was where Josh is right now. She I had was, to learn how to be alone too, man. And it's it, a struggle. And yeah. people, there's plenty of people that can't handle it. And yeah. so with the conversations that came around with Josh and the other people that I had uh, talked to about it, one of them pointed out, it's like, you have a codependency issue. How bad it is, I don't know, but you do have it. Because I told uh, the lady I was <clears> talking to, I told her, it's like, I went to, to a coffee shop that actually John Bass works at, and I was not having a good day. Love you, John Bass. Love you, brother. Love you, buddy. I was not having a good day mentally. Like, out on the outside, I was magical, having a great time, making people laugh, giving them compliments. Making couples feel better about being together, made just other people feel better about just how they look for the day. And I'm over there think, thinking I'm the biggest piece of shit walking the planet because I can't get out of my head. And I realized when I started deflecting how I felt, like I just stuffed it in a box and then I focused on other people to get me happy. That's when I found out it's like, okay, I do that for a reason. What is it? My friend told me what it is, and then I started working on that for Christmas and New Year's, and I was completely okay. I didn't see a single soul on Christmas. Like I didn't go out to see him. My dad came here. He saw me, and that was it. That's the only family I saw for Christmas was my dad. And I was content with that. 
and and learning to be okay going out in public, eating by myself, shopping, just being out in the world mm. alone and not needing anybody is a huge personal growth booster that I've done for yeah, myself. Yeah, it gives you some real confidence. Right. And it, I've had to learn how to be confident in me. So I have such a different perspective on this. Because <clears throat> I grew up an only child. It does not bother me one bit to be alone. Well, okay, so I'm the youngest of three, and the way that I looked at things is that I had to be perfect to make people happy. And Dude. if I ever messed up, it seemed like it was not good enough, so nobody was happy. So uh, for the longest of time, I was a perfectionist. Like, if if I was writing something and I messed up how I wrote one particular letter... I could be five, six paragraphs in and a handwritten letter thing or like essay I need to turn in. I would scrap it and start all over again because I messed up on one letter. When I just could have erased it and rewrote it. You're not giving yourself enough grace. Right. You're too hard on yourself. Right. Like, and if you're doing that, then you're probably trying to compensate for that with other people and you're putting up with way more shit out of other people than you should. So you don't have good boundaries with those people. Right. So like, but as you grow in your self confidence, mm-hmm. it's it can't be a false self confidence. It can't be hyperbole. It can't be bullshit. You have right. to build it on real shit because you know, like you fucking know yourself, and you can't. Right. And then if you if you have a true confidence, then you can have true interaction with other people, and you have more confidence in how you address other people. So if you have to deal with confrontation, you can be direct because you're assuming that they're as real with themselves as you are with you. Right, and, that's, and, that's and that been, builds better communication. And that's why I've been treating so many different people. Josh is included. Like we, our communications got much better since I've gotten more confident in me to have those conversations. Um, it also helped out whenever we did the episode when we said we we're going to ruffle some feathers. That was a big confidence booster because it it started a mental process that I didn't know actually kind of kickstarted until it got later in the year. When that process finally came full front, uh, it's like, all right, this is what I started, but why did I start it? And then I just I've been working on the the codependency issue that I've had, the confidence issue that I've had, um, the boundary issue that I've had, the uh, stretching myself too thin for people, like going over around the world 10 times for somebody who wouldn't take one step for me. Right. Like I've, I've calmed down on that. Um, Reciprocity is an important factor to consider when you're de- deciding how much to trust somebody. That. So with that, I've also learned the importance of the word no. Yes. And not, not just saying it to say it, but saying it and meaning it and holding weight to it. Yeah. And then also just investing in myself. Like being happy with me before mm-hmm. trying to be happy out in the world. Because if I go out in the world and I'm unhappy with me and unhappy what's going on around here, being out there is not going to make it any better. Yeah. there. Uh, somebody said something to me recently. It said, you can act your way into a feeling better than you can feel your way into action. It's very true. Fake it till you make it. No. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, I'm just saying well, that's basically what it is. Fake it till you make it's it. Not, I, I, I don't like articulating it that way. Let's say I'm playing music. Uh, perfect example for me because I'm, I'm playing a little music in a little band. 
and the skill level between each of us is different. Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, some people are more nervous than others because they're like, I suck, you know, and I'm like, play with enthusiasm. Play with it. I'm not enthusiastic, but I need to play with enthusiasm. Right. Right. But if we all start playing with enthusiasm, we all start playing better and it's more fun. And then we start playing better right. and it's a snowball, but somebody has to start yep. the snowball. And yeah. we are sometimes we want, we want to, and this is where I hate fucking Disney and all that bullshit magic shit is it's like, okay, now we, the magic's going to come from the fairy. The magic fairy is going to come by and make you happy, and then you'll be happy, and then you can do all the things. It doesn't work that way. I have to start jumping up and down and playing the guitar like I'm having a good time, even mm-hmm. if I'm not. And it starts wearing off on me, and then I well, suddenly I notice I'm having a good time. Holy shit, I'm having fun now. I'm jumping up and down, and somebody's smiling at me. Now they're smiling at me, and they're having fun. Right. Yeah. So they're more enthusiasm. So this happens <clears throat> as a microcosm of the world, though. If I get up in the morning, I set my intentions, I jump in the cold bath, I get that shit going, I go for my walk, I come home and I cook my breakfast, I tell my wife I love her and I'm thankful for her, I do that to my kids. Now, if I just set a pattern of doing that, mm-hmm. they're going to have confidence in me, the consistency is going to be there. And Consistency kills complacency. Yeah, and I yep. got to be consistent, but I got to make sure what I'm doing is at least is pulling the rope in the direction I want to go. Right. Or take the you know the life form. Fake it till you make it, man. I I just that just chaps my ass. Grinds your gears. Grinds my gears. Then just act. You know, take acts. Do the action to fuck your feelings. Yeah, Mm -hmm. do the the action. Here's why I hate the fake it till you make it part. Because you have those people that live their whole life on fake it till you make it, and then they get to a part where there is like genuine struggle. And they can't fake it through. Oh, that. they're faking it the wrong way. They're yeah. buying a fucking car they can't afford. Yeah, or you mm-hmm. know, doing some shit they can't. You know, yeah. they're faking that way. Another another Cat Williams that he said, you know, fuck twenty inch rims and put twenty dollars in your gas tank. <laughs> yes, you know, sharpen like, your axe, yes. motherfucker, so you can do some work. Yes, like if you have to, if you feel like you have to fake it, you are off to a very very bad start. You yeah. got some. You, you need some care. You need to start taking care of yourself. You need to swallow your pride yes. and kill your fucking ego and say, "I don't know." It is much, and especially to me, if you flat out will tell me to my face, "I don't know what you're talking about," or "I don't know what you mean," or mm. "I don't know how to do this," or "I don't know where to start." Great. Yeah, you don't are already, fake that shit. You are yeah. you are a, you you are on the right direction already because mm-hmm. you know what you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to <laughs> act like you know what you're fucking but doing. But you also know what you need to fucking do sometimes. Yes. You just need to fucking do it. You know where you need to work. You know <laughs> what you need get to improve up, do the damn on. Work. Yeah. And you're looking don't to wait find until that. you feel better to start doing that work. Yes. You know that you need help. You are asking for help and you are trying to improve yourself. To be better. Now, you're in a position to where, okay, I see my faults. I don't know where to start fixing these faults, right. but I know what they are. And I can ask, I can I can get more knowledge. I can do this. I can do that. But I know right now that I don't know what to do. That's a great place to start from. Not yeah. knowing something, that knowing that you don't know something. And when you run into somebody that's that way that you can help, don't be on your damn, you know, high horse. Help a motherfucker. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. 
You've got, man, just, God damn, that just, ooh, that fires me up about that shit. Fake it till you make it. No, motherfucker. That's not, that, no, that's yeah, not the way to do it. Do it right. Yeah. Do it the right way or do it the best way you know how until you get more information. That's like, there's another thing that goes along with that. And this is, this is what has roots in the fire service also. You know, lazy people will, will train until they get it right. Consistent people will train until they get it wrong. Or they can't get it wrong. No, no, no. Not until they get it wrong, but and not until they can't get it wrong, but until they do get it wrong. Does that make sense? No. Okay. So the three of us uh, are riding in the backseat of a fire truck. Sure. We know each other. We know our, We know who we are. We know our partners. We know everything that we could know because we are a tight-knit unit. Mm. We have literally trained these things so much that we got it right, that we figured out how to get it right. And then we kept doing that until one of us made a mistake until somebody got, maybe got a little complacent, maybe got a little lazy, maybe made a step too early. Maybe did something like that. Maybe they were like, okay, well I know what to expect here. So I'm going to go ahead and plan for this. And then something else happens and you can't no, control they tried that. to cut a corner. They try to cut a corner or something yeah. like that. And then you see that trying to get cute. Yeah. You see that, you recognize that, you address that with your team, and you correct it as a team. I got you. And then you continue moving forward. Yeah, that's that second level of work. Yeah. That's doing, that's working for work. That's working, yeah. you know, like, you know, perfect. They say that, like, you know, perfectionists try until they can't get it wrong. I like They're, consistency, but I don't want to get stuck in a loop. Exactly. You know? So it's like you constantly got to keep, you got to be consistency, consistently honest with yourself and that uncomfortable growth. So embracing the next, just staying just a little bit out of your comfort zone, you know, keep operating just outside the comfort zone until you get the spiral instead of a loop. You yes. know what I mean? You keep digging into what you're trying to carve out. Mm -hmm. And we're all eventually going to run out of time. Yes. So don't stay hung up on the past. Just get fucking going. And that's another, another good point that I've heard Joe Rogan talk about is that you can't necessarily be married to your ideas. No, because you'll gain more information as you go, and your yeah. perspective improves. You have to have... You get a bigger picture and a bigger picture and a bigger picture, and you realize that not just you don't matter. Yeah. But you can't but, you can't isolate yourself in a, in a bubble surrounded by only people that agree with you. Yeah. You have to talk to people you disagree with. Oh, 100%. You have to you be able to get feedback from the person that hates you the most. Yeah. Oh, dude. Golden nuggets Hell of yeah. criticism, man. That's the shit right there. Absolutely. That's the pot at the end of the rainbow. So if you're out there listening and if you don't like me and there's something about me that you don't like, please find a way to let me know. Absolutely. Because I promise you, I may not like hearing it at first, but I promise you, I'm the kind of guy that I'm going to take that and I'm going to. Put it on the inside of me. I'm going to see if that shoe fucking fits. And if I can find a place where it fits, I'm going to fucking deal with it. Yeah. I'll make you a promise. Absolutely. So if you don't like me, I'm, I might change if you let me know what it is. Yeah. You can't be married or, to or your ideas. I, you can just continue to hate me yeah. and not tell me. And then I'll never know. You'll be missing out on something great. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. You I gotta, will embrace the criticism. 
You have to be open to criticism and different perspectives no. because someone else might see something that you don't, or you may see something else that someone else doesn't. And I may be, it may be something that if I fix it, it'll make my marriage better or yeah. my or my relationship with my kids better yeah. or my parents better. But I don't know it. I'm blind <clears throat> to it because I promise you, in my own eyes, I'm pretty damn good. Yeah. But I need somebody to hold a mirror up and say, hey, right here, motherfucker. And my wife does a good job of that. That's great, man. I love y'all so much. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't always easy to hear. I, but you know the ease the 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 truth is not always easy. Oh. But I like doing things that suck. Yeah, doing things that suck is a great thing to do, and we still have to go do something that sucks. I ain't. I mean, we can we can keep talking. Well, I, whatever y'all want to do, I'm good either way. I'm good either way. We're we going time. back to Amanda's, or we're we going back to Fox's house. We well, we're only know Fox's away. Huh? I don't know. Fox is still. I, I kind of gave up on that hope. I kind of oh, t- yeah. I told him I'm sorry for wasting his time today, thinking I would maybe make it out there because sick child and yeah. birthday party, you know, yeah, you know, things happen. Time is short. Yeah, it ain't really. I just don't prioritize it well enough. Well, it, you know, and Fox is a is a wonderful human. I did get the whole baby Gunner though. Dude's solid, isn't he? That dude is. He's a unit. The world's strongest baby. I'm telling you, dude, this four-month-old weighs 113 pounds. He's at least 40 pounds. <laughs> he's yoked, bro. I think he's ready to do yoke. Probably. <laughs> we were working on our squats. I had him doing some up-downs. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. I'm going to hold your hands. Kids a fucking unit, man. I get hey, them, got to get that posterior chain going. He's like Aubrey, man. Aubrey was just such a fucking dense chunk. She would knock down people. Yeah, my dad being one of them, he about folded him in, in about half. Folded first, him up. First I tried time to warn she him. ever hugged him. About folded him half, and we gave him fair warning. I tried to warn him. It was like we we call her the fridge for a reason. Like her love hurts sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was like, Dad, you might want to put your uh, you might want to put your back foot into a defensive position. Yeah, bladed so you don't stance. get knocked down. About made him a flamingo. <laughs> Bent them knees back. Oh. Mm-hmm. Here she comes. You just can seen, hear her. Just seeing that 43-pound baby just full potato across the yard. rolling across the floor. Bro, she was getting it. You she could hear her, like something on the ground. Like, thump, 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 on the ground. She like, was coming. She was trucking. Who was the who was the guy on the Segway, the fat guy? Paul Blart. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Hmm? I mean, I haven't seen that Ball movie. Just, yeah. Yeah, Paul Blart. The, yeah. I haven't seen the movie. I've just seen the box. Anyways, yeah. She about folded my dad in half, and I laughed. Yeah. I laughed real hard. We tried to tell him. Hey, Pop. Said, stand on your back foot. <laughs> Here she comes. Yeah. Oh, Remember, Dad, I'll be drive. all right. E equals MC squared. Yeah. It's like, mm. drive with your hips, Dad. Trust me, you're going to want to You want to take make sure that you don't get knocked down by a three-year-old. He knows now. He sees that little blonde-headed girl he running to out. him. He knows to get a step, to take a step back <laughs> and plant his feet. Or he also says, whoa. Yeah. We're okay. Hold, like, Hold on there. Side step. Wait a second. <laughs> Calm it down. Yeah, but buddy. Touching back on the, the being an only child and the competition thing. All yeah. That, since like I'm the youngest of three, my brother and I were very competitive in sports, not only towards the sports we were playing, but towards each other. And like I understand for Josh, it's not a problem for him being alone. It was for me because I grew up in that situation. I grew up with a big family that was very competitive. And then I'd play with cousins and we play organized sports, and then we also play pickup games. And when you're 
13, 14, 15 years old, and your dad is playing pickup games with grown men, and you're trying to get into those games too, and you realize just how much better the grown men are than you, like it gave me that competitive drive. And I was able to do that kind of thing when I was younger. It made me want to be, it made me want to be better, but also made me want to play against the people who were better than me to make me realize how much I sucked. And I was okay with that because it, 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 it was the competitive nature to me to be better than the next guy. But I also wanted to find the guy who was better than me, let him just beat me into the dirt. I was like, all right, cool. I saw what I got to work on. I will come back for you next time. Yeah. And good way to be. Yeah, because like I, I I used to play very seriously competitive softball, men's slow pitch, that men's slow pitch, and I would play against guys in league ball that got paid to play, like they would get flown around the country, and then I play I would play with guys on Saturdays that were like, oh well, this team has this guy, this team has that guy, okay, and it's one dude, we're a team, just like he's on the team. If you don't want him, if you don't want him to catch it. Don't hit at them. Yeah, don't be afraid of. It's a, like learn to hit away from where you where the guy's at. Like if you got a problem with it, just go the other direction. Adapt and overcome. Yeah. Improvise. And it, was, yeah. it, it pisses me off when everyone's like, "Oh, well, they're sandbagging." Okay, well they're sandbagging. Then get better and then make them play, or get better and for yourself and go up into the next class. <clears throat> like yeah. if you feel like that's an issue, get better or stop. Well, and talking just, about the. Not competing thing, you know. I was, and I, I don't use this as an excuse or a crutch. It's just what happened um, with my heart condition. Yeah, my the heart doctor would not let me do anything. I mean, I probably could have played baseball, but baseball was such a boring sport to me that it didn't interest me any. So that's why I was the band geek. That's why I was in the band. Yeah, but I wanted to play football. I was a, I was small back then, but I wanted to play. Yeah, me too. I thought I was Joe Montana. I was fast. Like I could have been a wide receiver. I'd have. I've, I had some foots on me then. I could throw that football and hit anything I wanted within like thirty yards. Because I was when I was when I was a freshman in high school. I was probably like five five, and weighed one hundred and thirty five pounds with a size twelve shoe. Yeah. So I could have got these paddles cruising, son. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking duck. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I just that- imagine the sound they'd make and. Locker room floor. Yeah. Well, the whole, the whole thing was is that like, I got lucky on the fact that I had that competitive drive, not only just for myself, but like with my brother to make both of us better. Because there's plenty of times playing baseball, football, basketball, I'd have to go up and cover for somebody who didn't show up for his teams. So when you have your younger brother playing with you on your team, like you both got to do good kind of thing. Yeah. Because mm. if you don't, the other one's obviously going to make fun of you about it. So that's where that perfectionist in me came in. It's like, as long as I do as good as I'm supposed to or better than what I'm supposed to, I'm happy. Some people, though, they don't even have that. Like, it's like you're almost afraid of being ashamed. Oh, I'm terrified. Of right. That. And some people, and I have that uh, element of that. I hate that. I hate to be found out that I'm wrong. I hate to be found out that I've fucked up or that I've done something that I was supposed to do. I hate that. And, yeah. I don't really know where where the gene comes from or the propensity comes from for being afraid of shame, but or embarrassment. Right. But some people don't have it, man, and they're just lazy as fuck. Yes, yeah, I, I don't mind being wrong. I don't it, mind. They're I'm, a burden to society. They're burden to everybody around them. I don't want to be that way. I can't do. No, it. I, I don't like being a burden to anybody. Mm. The thing, the other 
thing that I've learned is that if I'm not good at one thing, I'll find out why. So I don't mind being wrong. I don't yeah. mind being bad. I'll at least get better at it because I'll right. put my effort into it. Um, it. I'm terrified of not living up to the standards I set for myself because I can, I can kind of say, I feel like I can say the, the last name that I have holds weight in this area. Um, there's plenty of people who remember Giles is from a long time ago. And they're like, I remember talking to your grandfather when he was the pastor at Robertsville first assembly. And I was like, you're old. Cause that was a long time ago. Right. And so I'm terrified of letting that down, like the family name down. And then not only letting the family name down, that turns into, I let my dad down and I make him disappointed. And and then with that, I'm disappointed that I didn't hold up my end of the bargain. Right. So it's just a snowball standard of, of people excellence. Right. And so I'm terrified of not being good enough. And that's where that, that's where I feel like that codependency came in. You can't put a bead on that weld and it looked like shit. Right. And somebody come back and be like, and then you, you welded that. Yeah. <laughs> like and that's okay. Like is there's been many times when I was at the shipyard, I'd have someone come, I'd have a supervisor, a quality control guy come back and say, Hey man, I saw what you put down. You think it's okay, but it's not. I'm like, All right. Well, what do I need to do to fix this? Like, first off, you're going to cut it out. It's like, well, before I cut it out, show me what I did wrong. So if I see it, I I recognize it. You know, that's not acceptable. Right. Yeah. And so with that competitive nature, also have somebody being willing to learn while being competitive. That's kind of, that's the kind of person I would love to have on a team every day because I don't want the best person. I want the person who wants to be the best of them because they're going to continue to strive to be better. Yeah, you want somebody that's willing to learn. You want to be willing to learn. Right. And you want you want to pursue it knowledge and you want people to give it to you, especially when you're pursuing it. Mm-hmm. And it's and, hard to find people like that yeah. nowadays. It's like some people want to give you the time of day for a conversation. It's yeah. just much less some water cooler talk that might be about self improvement and about how you might, you know, learn how to be a better person, you know, or do things better, minimize your suffering and the suffering of others. Right. Like I had a supervisor at also one. I won't name names, but I told him to his face. I was not the biggest fan of him. And I'll, as a supervisor, I was not the biggest fan of him. Um, he had an expectation that everybody was, everybody already knew everything that they needed to know. And he would treat them in a way that if they didn't know what was going on or they didn't know how to do something, he would belittle them. They needed to figure it out. Yeah. And that's fine in, in the certain aspects, but when you're building a warship that there's people that could be potentially, you know, fired upon having somebody else figure something out instead of showing them how to do it properly could literally be the, the case of life and death. Right. Like this one weld that could have been done better because he could have taken the time to show him how to do it better yeah, or show making her. movies about it. Yeah. This could be, <laughs> this could be an easy moment of, Hey man, you fucked it up. Cut it out and reweld it. Say, like, well, yeah. why? Like, what's what's wrong with this? So I know. And that supervisor, few and far between, took the time out to actually improve his workers. It was more like, hey man, that looks like shit. Cut it out and redo it. Yeah, and I get the concept of of praising public and punishing private or correcting private. Yeah, nah, he he wasn't like that. Yeah. But but you can't expect somebody to know how to do everything. You gotta you gotta show them first. Yeah, like I was, 
I had an issue on the come-alongs. The come-along kept getting stuck. And it was because the I didn't realize as I was trying to flip the, the, the switch on it, the tension that was being put upon it from when I was already tightening it up was not letting the switch flip without putting more tension on it to relieve the clip and let me switch it to start releasing it. And he's like, do you not know how to work a come-along? It's like, motherfucker, I know how to work a come-along. But the issue is, is that the come-along is binding up. Like, I know the issue, and I'm trying to fix it. So if you feel like talking down to me again, we're going to have fucking problems. Yeah. And that's the day he stopped talking down to me. It's like, I recognize when I fuck up. I, I, I'm coherent I enough. Stupid. <laughs> it's like, I'm coherent enough with the situation that I understand what's going on. This is why it's not going correct. I'm fixing it. I don't need you coming over here in a situation I'm already in the process of fixing to try to belittle me over something that's fucking minuscule to the situation. So yeah. as a leader, you need to be able to understand that everybody needs a may need a different kind of handle when you're handling them. Yeah, not everybody gets the same uh, cookie cutter response. Right. To correction. And another thing that you should be doing as a leader is training your replacement. Yeah, that is something that you legitimately need to be Siloing able to do. Information is not a good thing. It might be good for you as an individual, but it's not good for the group. No. Yeah, I don't know if that guy's got any better. I haven't had any. I hate that shit. I it can't stand that me, man. man. I haven't had any interaction with that guy in probably seven years, and I'm okay with that. You have to, as a leader, you have yes, you have to be able to be authoritative and be in that position and. To be able to handle those things, you know, being able to understand how to talk to this person. Like, I will talk, like, you may have to talk to Daniel differently than you have to talk to Jake, than you have to talk to John, and all those things. Mm-hmm. That's a leadership trait. That is, that is yeah, whether you want it or not, you have to be able to do that. But you also have to be, as a leader, recognize that you will not always be in your position. You may go up, you may go down, or you, out. You may go out. Mm-hmm. Like, you may have a day, like, you, like, retirement is real. Like getting getting fired is real. Getting laid off, getting furloughed, getting medically retired, or getting medically retired. You have to understand that you are not permanent in your position. So you have to be able to under to be. You have to be humble enough to understand that you're gonna have to have somebody that can do your job, even on a day like you're not there. Yeah, you're not the only person capable. Yeah, yeah. And if you are. We're all fucked. We're all fucked. Like you can't if have you those don't places. teach somebody how to do it. I, I saw this happen at one facility I worked at. There was a tube system in this where you could put something in this tube and like at the bank, and it goes up and it goes over there and it drops off and poof and it comes out. You know, and then they send the tube back. Mm-hmm. Well, this motherfucker worked on the tube, so he was the only person in this facility that worked knew how to work on that that piece of equipment. Well, he retired, and the tube system broke, and they had yep. to buy a whole. Turn the mic towards you. They had to buy a whole new tube system mm-hmm. and so they're in that facility there's a testament to that fuck up there are one tube right here that doesn't work and then there's another tube right here that does yep that's sad that because they couldn't be troubled to learn what that guy knew when he was there yeah was he was also. so low down on the totem pole maintenance guy Nobody cared to learn how to fix that shit, but they knew that the old boy knew how to fix it, and he was always going to fix it. But one day, old boy didn't come back to work. Yep. Turns out that was very important. Yep. <laughs> now, yep. now it's, well, literally half the business model that you have for people is gone. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because you were too arrogant to learn how to fix what that uh, maintenance man knew how to fix. Somebody's got to be able to do your job. Somebody's got to be able to be capable to step in your position it's on the redundant. event that you're not there. Redundant. You have more, probably more than one lock on your, you know, your house or something important. You might need redundant me- mechanisms, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't just, you know, like we didn't, we didn't get to this point with our business, which sucks. So Hopefully. it's the same. If whatever you're doing in society, whatever it is, if it's a strong man, if it's fucking work or whatever, you're not the only person. So if you cease to exist tomorrow, then whatever you thought was worthy of being done that you were so busy not sharing the information about, well, now poof, it's never going to get done. Yep. Because you didn't have, you wouldn't be sharing the information. Yeah. Like I saw a thing today. It said, uh, the University of Alabama replaced Nick Saban in 46 hours and 18 minutes. If Nick Saban can get replaced in that little amount of time, you can be replaced yeah. just as fast. Oh, absolutely. And and there's truth to it, yes, but knowing Saban and how the University of Alabama works and all the jazz, I'm pretty sure there's already conversations. I'm sure he just got mad one day and said, fuck y'all, I'm out without any sort of pre-thought uh, or anything. He just said, I'm deuces. I don't possible. care enough about football for it to affect my life. Rich people I'm, just, I'm just using that as an example because there's a shit ton of people who hold a lot of weight to football oh yeah but that's true yeah that's a good example of how but you need to coach you know change you know coach your replacement right and so you literally are taking the head coach he's retiring well, who's going to replace him? Because yeah. he had he had plenty of people on his staff that could. They step didn't just into pay the that dude to win championships. They paid him to train this replacement and, and to build his recruiting. Well, but he didn't have that. They hired take, the head coach of Washington. Well, take hold on, take take all that out of, out of the aspect. <laughs> take all of that out. Okay, you have right now. Maybe I they think didn't. <laughs> what do I know? There's currently five or six head coaches that has been assistant coaches under Saban. Kirby Smart's uh, University of Georgia head yeah. coach. Um, Lane Kiffin is Old Miss head coach. Uh, those are the two, two most prominent ones that I can remember. There's some other coaches that was head coach at other places. And they all worked under Saban. They went to be head coaches at other places, and they are all successful. That's that's kind of the testament that you're saying. You need to coach your replacement. Well, on top of that, not only can you coach your replacement, you also are coaching someone to go somewhere else and build up their program and you have confidence in it. Yeah. I like I like what you're talking about, but as it relates to the overall human race, so many times we're so afraid that if we let you have some information that'll make you a better human, well you your light might now outshine my light and I'm not gonna get the uh, the praise and the my ego won't be uplifted as much. So I'm going to keep this information to myself and make sure I hamstring you as opposed to being like, okay, here's all the information I have about how to do well in strongman or whatever. And then now you go out and win. Well, now you're a better human, right? Because I gave you information. You did better. So did the human life form get better or did it get worse? Why aren't we com- so interested in competing against one another to the other's detriment? That we can't just lift each other up and whoever wins or whatever that, you know, we're advancing toward a goal, right? What is the goal we're advancing toward as a group? Yeah. Yeah. If I just keep all this information myself and I don't give it to anybody, what good is it? Right. I I can't, I can't stand not helping somebody out. Yeah. I'm too driven to help people to not. Same. Yeah. Like Like, at work, this, this kid, he's 22. Well, he's 23 now. By the time he's 22, 
he came over to, to where I uh, am in the shop is the weld area because he's uh, the helper in at the cut table and everything. And he was like, hey, man, can you show me a couple things about welding? It's like, yeah, I'm more than happy to. Um, just grab a welding hood because you don't need to look at this blindly or else your eyes aren't going to work for the next couple of days. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I was willingly shown like this is how you get the bead started. First off, you create a puddle. Whenever you start seeing the puddle, make sure that what you're welding um, has enough heat in it. You're not overheating it. And then you start adding your filler rod. And then as you're going, the material will get hot as you move. And then you start just dabbing that filler rod in. And now you're welding. You're now TIG welding. So, and then, uh, like, actually just recently, I had two guys uh, that works for one of our installers. Like, they came over. And they are like, hey, would you mind showing us some stuff about welding? It's like, absolutely. I'd be more than happy to show you stuff. It's like, just like with him with dirt, you know, because when we started our business, he knew nothing about dirt. I knew it was on the ground. Yeah. So that's what the ground is made out of. That, when, that's why I said it that way. <laughs> when I had the opportunity to ju- to show Jake something, or better yet, when Jake would come ask me, walk me through what you're doing. Well, this at this point, it's not it's not just it's not just uh because I want to. It's a fucking obligation almost because we're in business together. We're doing this together. Yeah. And we both have our strong suits, but we both have what we're weak in. Yeah. And we both need to help each other because what I was very weak in, he was very strong in. Yeah. And what he was weak in, I was strong in. So we were working together to get better as people. That way, if there was a day that I couldn't do something, Jake could do it. Now, Jake's not going to be, but maybe not be as fast as I am doing it, but he's capable of doing it. Yeah. Just like the same thing with me. Like, like logistically, like Jake was the logistics. We're not, we're, I'm, and I'm not saying that any, he was any less than I am because he's not different role. He had a different role and he was very successful in that role. And he was doing a role that I was absolutely incapable of. So he was just as important as I was. Like we did not outweigh each other in what we were able to do. And we were teaching each other on what to be able to do. So, you have to like you have to bank on yourself, but you have to bank on other people too. Yeah, but some people look at the world through a different lens. They say, "Well, if I teach you, you're going to come take my job," or you're going, you know, their ego is so concerned with defending itself. Bro, being job scared at a place chaps my fucking ass. Like you yeah, are, but so they, that's how they insecure. interface with the world. Like they're that way with they're that way with all kind of information. You are they won't so share insecure they, in your job. They're afraid that. That you, you know, somebody else might outshine them. Yeah. You know, I'll lose my competitive at competitive advantage. You are so insecure in your job that you are not willing to show anybody anything. That drives me up the goddamn wall. Because who the this goes back again Is to training your replacement. Who the fuck's gonna do it when you're not here? Yeah, and you're not yeah. gonna be here one motherfucking day. Yeah, you're gonna stand yeah. around. Everybody's gonna stand around. It's like, well, Bob's the one that always did and this. What was the did, legacy? Like you're it's like if you teach somebody you that might be your fucking legacy. Like you it might have been the thing that you were put here to do. Was yeah. that one fucking thing, and you were too fucking proud to do it? Yeah, like you're, you know, you were whatever it was. Like you stand around, have I've been in places where it was like, hey, how do we do this? Oh, I don't know. Bob's the one that does that. Well, where's Bob? Did Bob show anybody else how to do that? Oh no, we don't know how to do all that. Yeah. So we're fucked now that like working on the farm was one of my favorite now jobs. Now we all have I've to ever... stop what we're doing and learn how to do Bob's job. Yeah, one mm-hmm. of my favorite jobs I've ever had in my life was working on the farm. I worked there for three years, and there was only two tasks on that farm, farming wise, that I could not do. 
that I hadn't learned to do. Well, I had been in a combine before, but I have not spent enough time in a combine Feel to say that yeah. I can do this. Yeah, I've done it, but I can't say like, like I've been I can in a track it. hoe and I've used one. I've moved dirt, but I'm not a track hoe operator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and the other one was spraying chemicals. Like I've been like, good. You missed that, out on that shit. <laughs> well, I mean, I've I've probably still will come up with non Hopkins lymphoma someday because I did get smoke. I guess I got splashed with Roundup a few times, but neither here nor there. Um, that was one of my favorite things, one of my favorite places, because I could I could literally do something different every day. Like I could show up and, and my maybe, boss. Maybe that's what the human life form was supposed to do. Maybe that's what yeah. we're like biologically. I don't think we were meant to just fill one role forever. Like we're supposed to change. You know, you become, you learn, and then you teach, and then maybe mm-hmm. you have to learn how to do something. But we should solve problems and move the fuck on. Let's not be like, well, this is all I do forever. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, I got a variety of things I could do. I, I built certain things in my house. I've got a few vehicles I'm working on, motorcycle I'm working on. But you I look- learned how to do, do dirt work, and I never knew how to do that. I learned how to weld, but I did it all just just because, like, I'm curious. Yeah. How can some I do people this? never change anything, man. They do the same fucking job for 40 years, and then they clock out at the last time, and they go home, and they just drink themselves into oblivion because mm-hmm. they don't know nothing else to do. I realized this at a young age or younger that I had a fear of not being capable of not being able to do something that scared the hell out of me. And you can, you can ask people that have known me for a while for me wearing shorts, bro, it fucking didn't happen. Cause I thought that I had to be ready to do some kind of something, some kind of work at all time. I drove around in a truck that was loaded the fuck down with tools and chains in case and, I needed it. In case I needed it. Cause, but at that time, you know, I never knew what I was going to get into. Never knew where I was going to go. You never knew what was going to happen. So I wanted to be ready for fucking anything. That was like my fire gear. My fire gear had so much fucking shit in it because I've been in situations where I needed it and didn't have it. So that was why I had so Experience much shit on that. me. Mm-hmm. And my fear so much was just being able was not being able to do something like I was going to waste somebody's time because I couldn't do something. So I just pressure on yourself. Yeah, I immerse myself in wanting to be better at everything, not be the best because I'm never going to be the best at everything. There's like, especially being an equipment operator, like I'm good, I I'm good, but there are people that can that will go fucking circles around me, mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're they're guys that I I aim to be like that. Like I would love to be half as good as a couple of these people that I'm. The, the names that are running through my mind right now, like the, like the, the, oh, God damn it. Ronnie Miller's and the, the, um, uh, Mike Watson's guys like that, guys that I've worked with and worked for though, like though, them two men, them two names, I just named them dudes can do it. Like if they, they get in something, they can do it. Like Dylan Smith, the guy I work with that dude. And, and, um, uh, God damn it. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm sorry. For a guy as young as he is, he's one of the best equipment operators I've ever seen in my life. Bar like hands down, bar none. I that that's where I want to get to. That's what I want to be able to do. Like I want to look at a piece of equipment and say, I can do that. Like if you need me to do that, I can do that. I may not be the best guy that can do it. Yeah. Like there's gonna be somebody that's better at it than me for sure. I'm I have no doubt. 
but I want to be capable. And I had such a fear of that when I was younger, that if I was going to be a waste of someone's time when they asked me to help them do something. I was always afraid. You know, I was a I was overly concerned myself with other people's opinions of me. Yeah. Done that a lot. Yeah. Not no more. Not too much. But that kind of would be. But I do, I do, I do care because I think that that's a valuable reference point for how to do better if I can get it. You know. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna but say now some that things that would, I already know. Yeah, <laughs> just know. I was gonna say that would be kind of counter contradicting what we said earlier. Uh, uh, I'll contradict myself a lot. I do, I do as well. But you know, it's not that I don't care what people think. There are. A lot of opinions out there that don't some fucking interest me. I don't fucking care about. Like, yeah. if I'm taking advice on something from you about something wrong with me, you're close to me. Yeah. Like, it's not just going to be some random motherfucker that saw me. I don't on, know a lot of people well enough to offer really deep, you know, criticism of their inner workings. You yeah. Know? It, I, it's like a it'll be a surface issue for me. Like, if I run across something I like about you, it'll be something. But that could be the catalyst to yeah. get to get farther down but the road. Your ego is really too hard to deal with, so I don't want to deal with it. You yeah, know, that could be. You know, it, but it, getting people to become aware of that is so hard. For sure, because it was hard for me to become aware of it. Absolutely, I don't, you know, I don't know how. But it's like oh, suddenly one day I was just like, I'm really fucking tired, sick and tired of me. Yeah, being this way. Like I know better. Mirror, I know better. I just got to do better. This like, still applies. It's just not as mm-hmm. bad. I just looking in the mirror and saying, I'm tired of your shit. Right, but now I lately I look in the mirror and I look right in my eyeball, usually my le- my left. And I'll be like, I love you, Daniel. Oh. Not in a way like Well, it's kinda of important to actually be happy with but yourself. It's so yeah, awkward. It's so awkward for me though. And and it is. It's like I have to I just do it. I'll do it about eight or nine times sometimes. And it's like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I just look back at myself and be like, okay. And then I go about my day. Yeah, that was that was one of the things I had when I look in the mirror. I'm like, I don't like not being confident enough. In it's myself. easy to look at that mirror and be like, I don't like you. Yeah, I, I, I don't like what fantastic. I see. I see every flaw. I am fantastic at tearing myself down. I am quite atrocious. First thing I look at, be like a, it'd be a red blemish on my nose or must. You know, I'm like picking it. You know, the little things that are wrong with me. Like. My issue is, has never really been the outer features until Bell's palsy hit. Uh-huh. Like, I can't. The right side of my face doesn't work a hundred percent anymore, so I don't smile in pictures. I, I refuse to smile in pictures now. Uh, the only way that I will smile is if I have sunglasses on. Yeah. Um, my thing was the internal workings. I was I'm not happy with. Like, I didn't yeah. I didn't like many things about me, and I never really acknowledged them. I just set them down. It's like, well, I don't like me, but if I have somebody else that does, well, I'm okay then. Because I'm getting that validation of the effort I'm putting towards them is good. Yes. But so, building, I had this conversation with my oldest son about how to approach manhood and mm-hmm. like, okay. And I told him, I said, my childhood was, I grew up in a religious cult kind of situation where the, the measure for what you should be is perfection. Mm-hmm. And I jokingly like perfection is gold. Excellence will not be tolerated. That was kind of like a sarcastic thing I would tell him. But he knew I was being sarcastic. And I'm like, okay, for real. If you're, when you're growing up, you're going to start seeing things that you respect about other people. I really respect how that person's kind to everyone I've ever seen them engage with. They're always respectful. 
Always look at the other person, how they're going to take their words, and that's how they deliver their messages. Or they're very thoughtful, or they're very hardworking. They never miss a day at work in 40 years. Went to work sick every time. And there's things about people that you respect and are remarkable. I said, make that your measure for yourself. And be like, okay, you try to be that. And if you set the measure high enough for yourself, it will be when you do get to where you start achieving some of these things, you'll have self-respect. Right. But if you don't, you won't ever know what self-respect is mm-hmm. because you won't have worked for it. You'll just be cocky right. and arrogant and conceited. It'll be false confidence. Yeah. The person that no one wants to be around. And people don't like to be around you. And once they figure that out about you, they'll be like, this person is a fake motherfucker. You know, yeah. they're, you know, they, you know, says that this is how they are. And then you start seeing mm-hmm. other people be like, uh, okay. I know I've said this on here before. Uh, and it's, it's it's true, so I'll, uh, I'll continue to say it. And this also stems from the fire service. You'll have, uh, I would run, I would be in class, I'd be teaching, or I'd be proctoring or something like that. I'd have the opportunity to speak to the people that are in the class. Mm-hmm. And something that I, I would stand on this hill, and I will continue to say these things, that if you run across that dude in the fire service that thinks or tells you that I don't have anything else to learn. I don't need to take any more classes. <clears throat> There's nothing else. I, I I don't have anything else to learn. Stay the fuck away from that guy. Yes. You got the guy that says, I'm not afraid of fire. I'll go with anything like that. Stay the fuck away from that guy. Because that idiot. guy is going They're to get stupid. you killed. That will get you killed. If, in there themselves. Is, if there is a guy. Avoid if, stupid people. If there is ever a time when you get to where you are going to like you're like you're at the door of a house. Fire's coming out. You're fighting your way back in. If there's ever a time when you're doing that, you do you you do not feel fear. It's time to go, because you have fucking desensitized your brain so much that you are you're you're done. You need to be done at that point. You'll get somebody else hurt. You need yeah. So I've told so many people that for so many years, and then we'll and then continue to tell them like and at at some point I'm going to start calling people by name because I don't I don't fucking care. I mean, we could do that when Tyler is here. Well, that's a different topic for the, that day, but maybe. Because we're going to ruffle feathers. Let's well, ruffle the feathers. Well, then we can ruffle the fucking feathers. I don't care. I'll call you by name. You got a problem with it, you can come talk to me face-to-face because I've seen your goddamn ass do the shit on a fucking fire scene, and I've seen you leave somebody in a house because you talked all kinds of shit and you got scared. I promise you. I promise on the life of my children that if I had ever been left in a house fire and I made it back out, I was going to beat your fucking brains out when I got out of that house. Like there was not going to be any grace. There was not going to be any forgiveness. There was not going to be any explanation about that. We have trained to not fucking do that to each other. We have trained to not be in a position like that. And then you fucking leave me. You better hope I die in that house because I'm going to fuck you up when I come out. I'm not a fighter. I'm not that guy that goes looking for fights. It was not a secret. Don't fucking leave me in that house because I'm co- I'm fucking coming for you when I come out. Fair enough. I can call people by name. You want to fuck around and find out? I can call people by name. Fuck those people. Fuck those people. Hmm? All for it. Sorry. Got Preach. Up. Got a little, got a little hot there for a second. Oh, no, it took stores. us like three hours to get to that little nugget of juice. Three and a half. Yeah. But I like it. Three and a quarter. Yeah, fuck it. I do. I'm telling you, man. That's one of the things that I I will remain Don't passionate be a piece of about. Shit. I will remain passionate about that. If you are that person and you are in a role where your decision can legitimately affect the life of someone else, 
If you're going to be a shithead about it, you don't need to fucking do it. You do not need to be in the position where you can do that because you're a liability, in my opinion. Mm, yeah. And there's a lot of them walking around in this in this county still to this day. Don't, yeah. That's another thing. Don't be a liability. I've been out Try for to be two somebody years. that helps advance whatever you're associated with. Yeah. Yeah. This, woo. That I need to. I'm gonna shut it. I'm gonna shut my. I I, I got to be done right here. I got. Oh, I got. We I got one. I can up. add to it on this topic. Well, I'm, I'm gonna say in the accountability part of it. There was a kid that I was working with at a uh, one of my other jobs at a mobile, and he finished up welding a pipe in place, and he was using a grinding rock to not only grind and cut, and then he decided to use that grinding rock cut in the wrong spot and the grinder rolled up his throat luckily he had a beard that saved him mm. but the reason why i use that is he was taught to not do that like he knew not to do that and then he went against what he was taught and almost ended him and almost fucked himself up so being that liability still falls on the person when they know better too yeah. yeah, but when they're dumb shit, kill somebody else. That man, that yeah, mm, chaps my ass. That stupid, was never going to well, be stupid, on my conscience. Yeah, well, stupid people. The are point, like dangerous. the point I was getting at, is you have people that get taught better, but then they still choose to do wrong. Yeah, those are stupid people. Those stupid that, people. Fuck those people. Yeah, like if I, if they're a danger I, to themselves and others. Net negative. Like I understand. In my line of work, when it comes to that kind of thing, like I understand because it happens to me often. I'll be grinding something at work with a sanding pad, and my, my back and pad will catch the edge of something that kicks. Well, I wasn't paying attention. Um, and then for the rest of the time that I'm grinding, like I'm paying attention, making sure I don't have that happen again. Because I could be using a cutting wheel and it get hung up, and then it shatters at 13,000 RPM. And good luck, people, because if it hits you, it's going to hurt if it doesn't do worse. Yeah. So, Whenever that kid who was taught to not do that did that shit, when he could have used a torch just to cut that pipe off and then grind the pipe, if I was my supervisor at the time, I would have sent that kid home and then maybe not have him come back. Because we, like, it was every day. Don't do this. Don't do that. If you got to do this, do this first to make it safer so this doesn't happen. Have, and, you, have you heard of the... Uh four kinds of people with one of them stupid people. And then there's people who create win-win situations. And then there's bandits that take things from other people. And they only create win situations for themselves. And then you have losers that, you know, create win situations from others, but lose losing for themselves. Yeah. But then you have stupid people that just fuck everything up and there's no way for, there's no other criteria that you can use to decide who the stupid people are. Like they're just stupid. They could be rich. They could be poor. They could be doctors they could be lawyers, politicians. They could be your boss. They could be somebody you just hired. It'd be anybody. Mm -hmm. There's no way to tell until they do stupid shit. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, this person's stupid. They're not ignorant. They're stupid. Right. And you can't fix them. Ron white, you know, can't fix stupid. Yeah. Just he avoid wrong. the shit out of those people. You cannot help them. Right. I mean, I, I know that the dude didn't do it on purpose, but still it's just like, come on, man, you knew better. Oh, you're some using, people are just dumb, man. Like you're stupid. using you a grinding rock them. without a guard, and you know there's a chance it can kick on you. 
and you're going to use it improper? No. Well, I've had a beard like this and longer for the last five and a half, close to six years. And the worst I've done is set it on fire because of the protection I was wearing caught on fire. I've used grinders around it. I've used saws, skill saws, drills, presses, band saws, multiple things that could cause me to get hurt. And I make sure that I take the time and I at least observe what's going on. So I don't get hurt by myself with this getting caught or else, or let alone not paying attention to what I'm doing a kit back on me and then possibly roll up me. It's not hard to pay attention to what you're doing. Nope. So it doesn't cost anything to give a shit. And yeah, just prepare a little bit. <clears throat> well, Take your time. Be present. I think at the current time. Might be a good spot to wrap it up. I was going to say, it might, might be a good time yeah. to start preparing for the, the plunge bad. outside. Yep. So we got to do that. And your wife wanted to hang out some tonight, too. Okay. So Let's if say, she is even still she conscious. She is, she's not. So <laughs> I'll say it is currently roughly 847, 848. I can't exactly see the clock. Well, um, to Daniel Tate, bro, we appreciate you coming in here, man. It's. I love coming in here, speaking of Miss Tate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and like I said, anytime you're down here, you're, you're welcome. Man, I love listening to this show. One so. question I meant to ask. Yeah, go for it. What you said is the drive from here to there. <laughs> you said it's a beautiful drive. Yes. Would it be worth riding it on a motorcycle? I believe so, as long as nobody rides into you. Well, well that'd be really cool. To going to the happen. area that they live, well, the majority of your drive is going to be going up Highway 49. Hmm. And 49 has a lot of nothing. Yeah. I say it's pretty because it's pine trees and hills. Yeah. I'm okay with it that. ain't it's, a bunch of It's con- a scenic drive. Like, yeah, it's, it's not okay. like you're driving yeah. on just asphalt. Yeah. Like, you've got views. Like, you know, it's not mountains. There's, you know, okay. it's not Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the rainforest of Kansas. Right. Yeah. It's not the ocean front in Arizona. <laughs> Got some oceanfront property in Arizona. Sorry. I love From my front tray. porch, I can see the sea. Nice. You'll buy that, I'll throw the Golden Gate in free. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to wrap it up right there, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Daniel, okay. thank you so dude. much for coming in here. I love you so much, brother. Love you too. For Daniel Tate, for Jacob Giles. And for all of you beautiful people out there. Blast test. Blast test. <laughs> Blast test. We had to get that in there. We did. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. We are out. Bye, everybody.